talking yes. about the subtle art of not giving a sh- shit, <laughs> giving a fuck, because I am a badass. Combining them all. Yeah, the last time we were in it, I think we were probably naked. Yes? Probably. I mean... <laughs> I'm gonna fix you. <laughs> I'm gonna fix you, Gabby! Hang on! I took moral lessons from the series that I have built into how I live my life. And then to share that with somebody and be like, yeah, that fuck that book. That's no. And you're just like, all right, all right. I guess we're going to fucking fight now. I'm like, let's. Always 40 minutes from where we want to start. It is 8.40. Well, one computer says 8.40, the other says 8.41. It's 8.40. So we decided to just uh, start because it just came up. Uh, Sorry about that, everyone, for the delay. Uh, Palmer is playing Bachelor this week and uh, fell asleep. I fell asleep. I'm just going to fess up to it. Uh all right, that sounds nice, actually. <laughs> yeah, I got I home from work. Falling asleep like that, like uh, it's raining it. with the thunder going on right now, and like oh. it's warm. And we took tank for I took tank for a walk and uh, just got back and was like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit here. I had some pizza because it was Tuesday pizza yesterday, so had some pizza. I was like, I'm gonna heat some of that up. Sat down, ate my pizza. Next thing you know, my watch is buzzing because Dave's calling me. <laughs> Wondering where I'm at. And I'm it is well past uh our start time. Uh so this is Palmer podcasting to you from Dayton, Ohio. And, and this is Dave podcasting to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And hopefully joining us. I he I missed a call from him. Hopefully joining us is gonna be our good buddy double D. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, he's <laughs> send me <laughs> I when I hadn't heard from you, I ch- checked with him just to make sure he hadn't. And uh, so he and I have been texting back and forth and we made an agreement a while back or he made a request we should only text in JCVD gifts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've been doing that and he, he just sent me one a few minutes ago that says I'm just getting loosened up and it's JC dancing and kickboxer. <laughs> I tried calling him and it went uh, straight to voicemail. So I'm wondering if he. Ooh. Oh, there he is yes. in the house. Double D. Hey, what's up, boys? How's it going, buddy? Oh, my gosh. Couldn't be better. It's good to have you. I'm uh, sorry for the delay there. What delay? I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, see, there you go. For always uh, 40 minutes from where we want to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I technically saved us, right? Like I saved us those 40. We got those 40 minutes that we actually accomplished something, hopefully, with our lives. Uh, 
So <laughs> even if that happened to be a couple extra Z's, I've been sleeping like shit. Ash is gone, and it's amazing how much that affects you when you're like used to sleeping next to somebody, even in a big giant king size bed when you can't even feel them next to you. Having trouble falling like asleep, shit. staying asleep. Yeah, both. And then uh Tank and I got in a fight this morning. What'd he do? Or what'd you do? Oh, nothing. He's just like, <laughs> he's been really stubborn about walking. Like he just, he's just got, I mean, I would, if I was his age in human years that he supposedly is the equivalent of in dog years, I would not want a large hairy thing waking me up and saying, all right, we got to go around the block as fast as possible because I'm late for work. Come on, <laughs> come on, let's go, go poop, poop now. Like who could who can live like oh, that? Uh, nobody no, no like poop that. pressure. That's tough. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it was all me. It's all me. Uh, so then I felt like emotional garbage all day because I screamed at my dog, and uh, I mean, he's just a little dog. He just wants to poop. I just he just needs a spot to poop. That's all he wants. Yeah. So that's why I fell asleep. There's a lot to it. <laughs> well, uh, you're looking refreshed and charged now. So that's oh yeah, yeah, I bet. Mm. You are looking kind of cool, sporty. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Sporty, it's the backwards. It's a backwards hat. So it's yes. do what does it? Rally, <laughs> I got my rally cap on. That's right. I'm ready to unfuck myself and kick ass and take names. Yes. <laughs> Talk yeah, about the subtle art of not giving a sh shit, <laughs> giving a fuck. Because I am a badass. There's a. I have to see if I could find this Reddit post. Combining them all. Somebody posted in the r slash books. Can we please stop naming self help books with curse words in the title? <laughs> and the top comment was somebody that took all of them, of course, and strung them together into a coherent paragraph, uh, which is very funny. Well, and uh, yeah, generous. Uh, at some point tonight, we're gonna talk about Gary John Bishop's book called "Unfuck Yourself," uh, which both Palmer and Double D had recommended to me at various times, as well as to our general listeners. I finally read it, and I was looking for an excuse to try to dig into it and apply a bit better. So I was hoping to just chat about that and any anything else we feel like. Obviously. I don't know if this bodes well for the book, but all the research that I did end up needing to do to jog my memory to be able to at least address what you said we wanted to address when we talk about it. You wanted us to address when we talk about it. I could get from the Amazon page. Oh, good. <laughs> so I did no secondary research really. I just, uh, yeah, I have this process uh, for a book where I don't want to have to go back to the whole book. So sometimes I'll, I'll highlight or tag things and then go back and type those things up and put them in a, a document so that I can find them quicker. Which um, is what you sent a picture of to us, right? Yeah, but it's like 11 pages. It's just something like I've been meaning <laughs> to do that since I finished it <laughs> um, just for myself. So yeah. it's nothing I'm looking to get through here. I'm mostly just interested in like how the book hit you and if what stayed with you because I realized I couldn't like when we've been t talking leading up to this, like, I don't even know. I don't remember anything from that book <laughs> off the top yeah, of my head. That's um, how I was, which again, probably doesn't bode well for the book, but I can say when I like the one, once my memory was jogged, I was like, Oh yeah, I can equate 
I can say that there is a part of how I try to live my life now that this book definitely inspired. Oh, cool. um, so, well, before we get into any of that, I, I have something fun. I'd like to crack open and, and drink as we catch up to you guys as well. Oh, uh, yes. I may have something. Oh, All right. Well, oh, double that? D that is, looks like a legit beer bottle. It does look like a legit beer bottle. It certainly is not. Oh, not your father's. All right. Excellent. So, but they did change the uh they changed the labeling to make it look more legit. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like the old school uh label. <laughs> is that a what 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 actual type of beverage is that? I can see it's not your father's. Oh, it's just uh, a root beer. Is it a root beer, beer. with Oh, yeah, it's got like yeah. as 5. much alcohol as, as a beer. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff could be very good. <laughs> yeah. Are are double D are you just not a fan of the taste of a traditional beer or yeah, I just I mean it was one of those things where I never got um never got acclimated to it. Um my dad was kind of uh very much against it. I think um that that kind of stemmed from some of his upbringing, uh that he didn't want to be like his dad or whatever that case was in, in regards to getting drunk, drinking, taking that out on others potentially. Uh, so he was like, stay away. Like it was like the devil, like in my mm -hmm. house, like we didn't have beer. We like didn't talk about it. It was like, it was just an absolute no, no. Um, so unlike some of my other siblings, I was like, oh, okay. And so I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, it didn't, it didn't drive me to it as it may have done with, with some of my other siblings, but, um, <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> Uh, something that I just never got got used to, and like then the first couple of times that I tried beer, I was like, "This is awful!" Like it, it, it just—it <laughs> really thing. is. It, like <laughs> when you really get down to the thinking of it, of what of what you're drinking and what the taste actually is, like, like I mean, just think of some of the words people describe beer with, like "mmm yeasty." Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's funny you say that because uh -huh. I the beer that I have um, is the Torpedo from Sierra Nevada, and uh, it's very tasty. But to me, uh, it is an IPA, which uh, the bride refers to IPAs in general as ass juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what kind I, is that? Ass juice? Yeah. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, there was the longest time where I was just like, IPAs were oh yeah, grapefruit peel. That's Again, like great descriptor. Like, who wants to just run and just like pour that down their throat, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what IPAs were. But I, I'm drinking uh, an, an IPA because one morning I woke up and uh, just had a taste for them. And I think the shandies, like the grapefruit shandies, helped do that. So, this is Don't Fear the Blender, which yeah. is a clown shoe brewing. I've never tasted this before. So, this will be a. Uh, Long walk, short drink, unboxing, beer unboxing. Nice. Um, <laughs> live beer <laughs> unboxing on long walk, short drink. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, don't, don't fear the blender is what it's called, though. It's a tropical fruit smoothie IPA with guava, mango, and pineapple puree. My goodness. So wow. I'm really hoping for, for fireworks here. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not holding out. I'm not holding my breath here. But let's open. Let's crack these open and then yeah. uh, get talking here. Wherever you are, long walkers, grab your beverage. Yeah, grab choice. your beverage of choice and let's uh, crack or tip it to with us. Yeah, on three and three. All right. I noticed from when I post the episodes, uh, I usually post them around midnight or a little bit later after on on the Wednesdays. We do have a 
a certain section of people who listen right away. Mm-hmm. So perhaps they are late night uh, owls, or pr- maybe coffee is the drink they sip as they listen to us drone on about our lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are, cheers to you. Yeah. It's that big Australian contingency that's listening in the morning on their way into work. Yeah. <laughs> or on their way home from work at that point. I like to think that. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts right now is uh, I'm catching up on it from like 2013. It's called How Did This Get Made? And it's uh it's the uh, three people, uh, Jason Manzukis, Paul Shear, and June Diane Raphael. Um, they talk about movies, kind of like bad movies, but they they kind of celebrate them in a way. It's very, it's very fun. They do live shows now too. And I think, I don't know how many it's, it's been going since 2013, but I'm going back and listening to the, uh, the early episodes and moving forward as I've listened sporadically to the movies I've been interested in. And today they talked about crocodile Dundee three crocodile Dundee goes to Los Angeles. So when you said Australia, that's what I thought of. I didn't even know that movie existed. I had no idea. 2001. It came out. Does it have him in it? Like at the yeah. actual? Oh, really? Paul Hogan is in it. Oh and, yeah. my gosh! And every once in a while, on how this get made? They get somebody involved from in the production. It's pretty rare, at least in the ones I've heard. Um, but it's very funny when they do because oftentimes they have great stories about these productions. And the guy I can't remember his name um, who came on to uh, talk about it was one of the writers and told his horror stories about how Paul Hogan really. You know, after all that time, he just wanted to get back in the limelight and be the star, the producer, the writer, and get his wife in it. And he went to arbitration and all this stuff to like fuck them out of writing credit and money. <laughs> it sounds like a oh. kind of a horrible ex- experience that they relayed, but yeah. So he was he was in it and all about it, and uh, not a very good dude about it. Is if to, if, to, if this guy's to be believed, but oh, that's awesome. But if you're part of that Australian wow. contingent of long walkers, uh, please reach out <laughs> and uh, let us know you're there. <laughs> Subscribe. What you thought of. Are they yeah. on the country list? Are they on the country list of of? Oh yeah, I don't know. Downloaders? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we can track the all that. I try not to look because we'll find out. You know, I did get uh, I did get an email related to the show. I'll find it. Uh, I was thinking about reading it on on the show, but I forgot it existed. Oh, I thought, uh, it was our, I thought it was our, uh, your video has been blocked email that you're talking about. Oh, no, no, no. Someone, <laughs> I got an email related to the show. We got shut down. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Thank goodness. Actually, no, we, our account is in good state. You are definitely Kermit. And then, um, who would I be? Probably Fozzie, right? He's kind of Kermit's sidekick. Waka Waka. Waka Waka. Color commentary. That's me. <laughs> oh, here. So I, I, I found it. Um, so this is from John, uh, who I think is a new listener. But it actually talks about how he discovered the, the, the show. And, he, and the, the subject line to this email is, The Crow, what else? <laughs> a mutual <laughs> fan. And a thank you. <laughs> so he writes... Uh, <clears throat> this was uh, just the end of last month. He writes, I just discovered your LWSD podcast and watched the Crow episode. The making documentary, making of documentary was awesome. Using the Crow zero pages as a format to summarize your film was brilliant. A beautiful work unto itself and one of the coolest things I've ever seen A die as a diehard Obar fan. Uh, he says, well, I'll just, yeah. Some of this is not podcast related, but just 
nice things they said to me. So um, the press kit is also excellent. I still have a grainy VHS copy of your film. It's origin forgotten convention or eBay question mark. I rewatched it after seeing the podcast. It's so full of ambition and raw youthful energy as good as it was when I first saw it 20 or so years ago, which is, I wish I, that could be like a press quote somewhere. That's a very nice thing to have yeah. heard. Uh, some of this is just gross. This guy actually moderates and created the the bibliography that appears on James Obar's he, Wikipedia he page. For the 30-year edition that you put out. The, <laughs> yeah, the 4K 30-year <laughs> edition that you yeah, put out. The back of the Blu-ray. The ultimate bootleg, bootleg edition. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas Dave does has just enough going on in his life that yeah. he can't do the uh, Wikipedia yes, page manager. Yeah, for JC. <laughs> This is his. This is his thing. That's well, awesome. I wrote back to this guy, um, and I told him that I was like, "It's so amazing that you created this bibliography for the for James Obar's Wikipedia page." I was looking at all these things. It's like we joke on the podcast that I have just enough going on not to <laughs> moderate the job club. And damn. So wait, he just says um, he met Obar in '97 when he was 15, and Obar was 37, and most recently last weekend. Now that. He says, now I'm the one who's 37 while Obar is 59. Feels very full circle to me. Hearing you tell your story of meeting him was emotional. He's always been so kind to me, and I'm happy you had a good experience. Yesterday, I ordered a copy of The Fear and Bullets on vinyl. John Bergen is great, parentheses, and stumbled across her YouTube review. When the Reb address with your name appeared on screen, I was really excited. I looked for some additional info on you and the Crow film a few years back and came up empty. The vinyl review led me to your website and podcast and to this email. Thank you for putting so much of your experience out there. I'm looking forward to listening to more of your podcast. So shout out to John. Thank you for yeah, listening. Thanks, Thank John. You for That's awesome. Oh, that. And I uh, hope you're hearing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, if any listeners uh, out there would like to write into us, you could do so at lwsdpod at gmail.com. And unless you tell us otherwise, perhaps we'll read it on the show too. Yeah. Uh, for those of you like like john or um just coming to the podcast and you want to get caught up uh plan on on devoting uh, several thousand hours three years to, uh, literally to get current yeah i guess downtime i guess uh if you um and we might have some um new listeners because the cobra kai episode at least on youtube has uh more more views than generally generally our whatever the people listen seem to be more on the podcast platform but cooper kai got some a little bit of traction and we're up to 91 subscribers we're trying to get to uh that 100 this year yep. so that we can get our unique url um and so if you search find long out off, the next thing that we're going to bug you about that's right yeah. only 900 999 <laughs> more subscribers till we get our play button yeah. Come Play on. Button. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the next drive after we get that unique URL. We can get a play button. I what does that mean? Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's like after you get um so many thousand subscribers, they and then they'll give you like all the way up to like a chrome or a platinum play button for like I think it's like 100,000 subscribers or something. So that's like the thing in the middle of your <laughs> video when it's paused or something or No. They send you a physical Chrome play oh, button, okay. like <laughs> big in a plaque that says your YouTube channel name has reached this many subscribers. Uh, ah. and, 
we've well. made we've made billions <laughs> off of your free videos that you put out for people. So we got you this fourteen ninety five. This crap that costs two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, so. Well, we can, yeah, we'll work towards that one thing at a time. <laughs> We're never gonna get it after I just shit all over them. After I did, you hear me just shit on Google? Even when we get it, they'll find some loophole to not give it to us now. Well, we'll know if we if our if our live stream suddenly goes down. I'm like, surprised they haven't already the shut us down. That the algorithm hasn't been like, I detect somebody shitting on Google. Shut them down. Like, you know what cracks me up is that in our YouTube channel, like you know, oftentimes I'll use uh, copyrighted music. Shit, when I use my own music. It gets it comes up with copyright infringement because I, yeah, I get I just that's just what happens if it's in, if it's managed by some kind of rights organization someplace. Um, but one of our few videos that doesn't have that notification of any kind is the episode on the crow, which I just think that's so beautifully ironic <laughs> that the that thing is. that I got legally like <laughs> shut down on years ago <laughs> is just out there with no. <laughs> <laughs> no notice of any kind. Five years from now, when the because it's probably all cut up in the Disney merger, right? They're <laughs> that they're gonna pay some intern over the summer to just track down like ways they can get money out of people. Oh, and it's gonna probably be see some kind of copyright thing, and it's gonna ping the shit out of that episode. Like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna finally get it. We'll get get up there with like no problems, nothing against our account. And that's going to be the one that's going to black mark our account. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. There's actually no copyright real law really being broken in that one because yeah. they would have to know the comic book. There's no algorithm that can say, like, this is no, an adaptation yeah. of a. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But it is pretty fast on that stuff. Last episode, um, I, I've been going back to putting in like the theme songs for the segments. And uh, I posted the episode really late at night. Like, I finished it late at night. And uh, I. S woke up the next morning to see that it had been flagged like uh some and, and i was and you can go in and see why and sometimes you can just like let the whoever owns the thing mo monetize it monetize it or you can remove a section or whatever so but what it was it was the king corner it was the who made who song yeah. i let it go just a little too long to yeah. where it be, caught the it had never done that before in that song so i went through made sure to get out before the chorus and now it's fine yep <laughs> it's interesting the way that works uh that's crazy yeah enough about copyright bullshit double d we haven't heard from you in a while on the show uh how have you been what have you been up to oh my gosh <clears throat> i've been uh staying busy for sure um getting ready for getting getting ready for some time off uh my beautiful bride is is heckling me from the on the couch <laughs> so Excellent. yeah exactly um but no things have been going very well um i got a uh, i got some uh really really great news recently um as far as my um kind of my side gig i got uh, a pretty pretty substantial promotion which has been uh a lot of fun and very exciting to uh to deal with and and um you don't want to tell you can't tell us what that is is that um, secret i'm trying to i don't know that it's really all that that secretive per se um i think that's uh kind of uh in in some of the conversations that we've had before about seeing me on tv the um the opportunity for me to be seen on tv substantially more has presented itself so that's during, during the fall awesome during, during the fall on weekends yeah. 
on, um, on the weekends. Yeah. So Saturdays, be, right? Like, yeah. Saturday. How will we know yeah. you? We'd be wearing like something special that we can identify you. Some <laughs> pattern. I'll or... stand out. I will definitely stand out. It's it's a unique. Uh, it's definitely a unique outfit um, that I'll be in. So very monochromatic. The colors. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're giving you tons of clues, <laughs> Long Walkers. This is a bit. <laughs> if you if you haven't caught on yet, even if I told you straight out, you still wouldn't get it. That's that's about <laughs> how, how much we've just divulged. Double this D point. plays a zebra on TV. <laughs> yeah, on Saturday, yeah. On Saturday afternoons. Yeah. He's the ass part of the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to 99%. You hear he yes. He's the head now. Like, oh, oh yes. Yeah. He doesn't take it in the back anymore. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unlike yeah, your brother. Um, yes. <laughs> like your brother, I should say. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not chiming in on chat yet. Um, <laughs> but actually, I think that came up in the um, Cobra Kai 2 episode. That seems to find its way <laughs> in the most. In the back, yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations! That is uh, it was some very exciting news. Yes. Does that mean you'll be you possibly be out my my neck of the woods? As, oh, uh, I will be. Uh, yeah, I think I even I think it'd be like within an hour or so from yeah you at times. So uh, if that's, I know that uh, I know that's not something that you get all too excited about, but um, I that might be something you and the you yeah. and the bride would like to oh, yeah. venture out of the house on a. I think I might have been in one of the spaces that you would occupy for the first time for a completely unrelated reason than you would be there. I was inside and with a very interesting um, view. I was there for a conference. Oh, um, yeah. And it was like, like, I was like, I realized like I'd never been here and I, I thought, wow, this is really something to see. And then I remembered your promotion and yeah. So very, very exciting all around. That's, how long you been doing this job to, to get to where you are? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, about 27 years. Whoa. 27, 28 years. In a row? <laughs> In a row? <laughs> oh, man. Not that a long was? time. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. What are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> get back here. <laughs> that is so uh, very cool. Yeah, that has been uh, that has been a, a lot of fun. Um, and then we've got uh, got a little bit of a break uh, from work here coming up, so I'm going to take a little furlough uh, for for a little bit of time. So enjoy the summer. Excellent. And um, yeah, so I'm you got your pool. Is your pool up and running? Oh, thank the Lord, the pool is up and running. Yes. Oh, uh, that debacle. Um, we actually we had the heater on. It's 78 degrees today. We're in it today. It oh, is. Good. Oh my gosh! It is glorious. It's crystal clear, sparkling water. Um, it is oh, so fantastic. So yeah, I'm gonna swim in yeah. the pool this summer. I'm swimming. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. The last time we were in it, I think we were probably naked. Yes, probably. I mean, <laughs> I try to be God. naked in your pool when I can be. <laughs> I'm sure I was. Have I? I don't even. But I don't think I've swam in the pool, the new pool, like the since you updated it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it didn't get updated until. Oh, Holy God. shit! Time fuck up. hit the deck. <laughs> <laughs> alarms are alarms yeah. are ringing. <laughs> Somebody, re somebody's got to punch in the numbers. That's the that's what that is. It lost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whew, get All the right. numbers in quick. <laughs> 
bring down another fucking plane. <laughs> Not well, nothing out. happens. Nothing happens. It's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna, gonna sit here. Out. We're just gonna sit here and ride it out. I'm gonna prove to you. Do I got jack eyes? Do I, do that? Yeah. Did. I was yeah. like, does Jack say that? Lost yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna sit here. Yeah. Locke's gonna do it. It's really uncanny. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's oh, all it's, it's just it's you have to you're trying to shake them out of your head. That's <laughs> that's the key to Jack. Good, good jack eyes. Yeah. We've gotta go back. I'm going to fix you. <laughs> I can't really do it. <laughs> I'm going to fix you. Got me. Hang on. You know what I always think of is. Oh, shit. The, what, what show is it? Was it? Is it Jimmy Kimmel that they do unnecessary? Beeping? Oh, yeah. Yes. And they did that. And it was an all loss edition. And that one was obviously. <laughs> they I'm made it sound like. You. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. I'll tweet that out with the show. I want to see that again. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of cleaning uh, around the house, kind of like cleaning out areas where we've just stored shit and our dryer died. And so the laundry room has been a place where I've been spending some time. And funnily enough, the bride who often rails against my collection of media <laughs> um, has two bags of VHSs that are barely labeled of her own. <laughs> <laughs> that she's not wanting to throw out without having me check on what's on them first. And so we had them for years and I haven't done it, but I use one of the VCRs that I have for cleaning mold off other tapes and stuff. I got a little station now, so I'll just put it in and hit fast forward. And it's so interesting to see like what's on these tapes, basically like shows she used to watch, like, and one of them is lost. And I see these episodes of lost on fast forward and I don't think of Lost as a show that like I miss or want to rewatch, but I gotta say, when see, seeing it like buzz through, it like I don't know, it kind of made me want to revisit that that program. It was awesome Ooh. to go through it with Ash. Like that's right, yeah, you did that recently, yeah. right? Yeah, I relatively. I mean, what the show was done, you know, it was over with, and I'd moved beyond it, and she, but I kept referencing it, so. We went through yeah. it and it was, I mean, it was great. It, and it really helped me. I, I again, double D philosophy because I knew what was happening. Then I, I knew where to focus on the stuff that like I had missed or wanted to really re see my second time through. And it gave me a better appreciation. And I already appreciated the finale but it gave me a better appreciation for the finale even. So I would totally recommend going through that again. Although I, I believe every year it's probably going to feel more and more dated. Like I think that I would like to go, if I were to go through it, I would want to go through it with somebody who likes it and enjoys it um, and can kind of help me through some of those parts because boy, I just had a very difficult time getting through it. And I think it's probably be probably because I don't know, analytical mind or too sciencey or something along those lines but i was i just i had a hard time removing myself from the um from the science behind it of the smoke monster or the polar bears that yeah. spoiler alert for those of you who are not uh caught we are up gonna on, get 
And with that shit, we're back down to 89 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> and we got two emails and both of them are bitching at us. This boy lost. Sorry. <laughs> um, which isn't true because if they listened to the last episode, you already talked about the finale. But um, uh, anyway, I just didn't get in. I just had a hard time trying to stay um, in that entertainment mindset. Um, yeah. And I think that if I if if you know the spoilers and that helps, okay, so I know where where it's ending, so that helps. Uh, but going through it with somebody that really enjoyed it, somebody that knows it, um, I think that that would probably help me enjoy it a little bit better and could get into the just the fun of it more yeah. than like looking for all these answers. The answers are coming. No, they're not. They're absolutely not coming. Just yeah like don't tease that out just let it well, be and as much as they did i found those things to be very unsatisfying like the exactly. wh whatever yeah, it was yeah. that well, titus welliver and the other guy like when they got to showing what some of the stuff supposedly came from i did right. not want to know <laughs> like yeah. after i saw it i was like oh that's not not as good as what the mystery would have been and i think that's but i think that's one of the messages the show is try like tries to get you to like that's a lesson it just beat into your head over and over and over again. The questions are always going to be more interesting than their answers. Right. But then don't say the answers are coming. Don't say, oh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, just like dangling this carrot that just. Well, that's how they get you to watch next week. Like when. <laughs> or, just say there's no answers. See what or questions Three we come months up with. from now when, it, you know, because they left you on a cliffhanger, they want you, you know, it's just, that's. Yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. But. Did you both watch it while it was while it was in an, its initial run, like from the beginning, or did you have to catch up at some point? I caught up to see, like, I binge season one when season two was. No, I binge season one halfway through season two, so then I had to wait until season two came out on DVD to binge that right before season three started, and then I was live season three forward. What about you, Double D? I think you said, but it... Yeah, I was pretty much live kind of through it. Like, I, I went through season one, I think, live. Uh, season two, I may have been a couple behind, and that's, I think, when we had, like, Netflix, the DVD album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get Netflix DVDs. Um, so yeah. I kind of was hit and miss a little bit in season two, and then I caught up on season two and then pretty much stayed current all the way throughout. Nice, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I I don't remember where I jumped in, but I definitely had to catch up a couple seasons on on DVD first. Uh, Double D, I I heard from Palmer that you finished another great saga recently. Oh my gosh, yes, I did. I finished um I finished the the saga of to end all sagas, uh, which I know everybody like all the Star Wars fans are freaking out, but come on, there's Star Wars oh, one, yes. two, and three. Uh, we take issue oh, with that's... episode seventy-two when, when <laughs> yeah. Double D calls the Dark Tower. Yeah. I think we all know that that is not true. That's not yeah. fucking true. You, and okay, if you want... is on you. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> if you're gonna take that as the as the saga, like so, the Dark Tower series is it's seven books and actually even more, right? I mean, I oh uh, yeah, because there's went through the keyhole, right? So I haven't, uh, which I haven't picked up yet. So that'll probably be. Uh, the next thing that I that I jump onto, but um, those seven books, I mean, it's it spans. I don't even know because I did it on audio, but it spans. I have a whole shelf that's just like the shelf several, is full of just those books. Yeah, yeah. So several thousands and thousands of pages, um, yeah. and it's you know it was I found it. I mean, it's it sounds crazy. I found it extremely listenable um, to the point where as I was as I was waiting to get 
um, the next book in the series, um, I would just I would go back and and listen to the the same book again. How many times uh, did you listen to the first one before you? I got you to move on well, to the second one. Okay, so that's the problem. Is oh yeah, that's right. Started, I started. Yeah, with two. Yeah, I started with two. So I I was yeah. um I was taking I was taking uh, Palmer's advice and going from book two to book three to book one to book four. Um, and I got done with book two and I was like, wow, like this is spectacular. He's like, oh, well then he goes, just start, just go through it. Like, just go back to one. Um, and I think, I don't know. I, and I think maybe in the conversation that, that, uh, Palmer and I had, I think I might've even said, but I probably went through book two, three times or so. And then I jumped back to book one. Um, and then listened to that. Oh, maybe three or four times. And then. On my way to three, I listened to book two again. Once a couple twice. times, yeah. Um, so, and it was, it got to the point where, like, uh, there was a chapter in book two that I listened to. I probably listened to it 20 times. Uh, it's just absolutely, I just was just enthralled. Like the, oh my gosh. You can spoil it. You talk because he's, he'll, by the time he gets to it, he's going to binge the whole thing. Yeah, I was going to ask, should I yeah. do uh, start with book two as well and do that order, you think, since I didn't do one when it came up in so, the running order of my Stephen King chronology? If you're going to listen to the series, like if, if you are going to listen to the series, um, I, I liked one through, I just going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I thought that that was awesome. <laughs> I, um, think, I think since he updated, because there's the, 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 the updated and revised edition of The Gunslinger, makes it much more palatable i feel like with the rest of the series as opposed to the original version of the gunslinger when he would give that advice it was very it was like juxtaposed against the rest of the series have you listened to the original the original version though the, i don't know that i have no i think yeah. the only one that i listened to was was Goodell? Is that who was yeah. the first one? Or? Yeah, okay. George Goodell. So there, yeah. there, there is a Frank Muller reading. There's actually even a Stephen King, an earlier Stephen King reading of The Gunslinger. Um, I don't know that I could listen to Stephen King read a whole book. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to Went Through the Keyhole, you will. Because uh, he... Took... Colombian at home. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Again, it, he just like does this nasal click when he like with some of his stuff and like clutterbuck andy clutterbuck like That's pretty good yeah yeah I, not do it. I have a coworker that kind of has the same thing with l's yeah it reminds me of that but so um yeah look at the boy i would just i i think that if if you know that you're going to go through it which the complete is that you are and and, and you know looking at that series I would just go one through seven. I like the I like the fact that um, that one um, starts you off in this in this this western, just a flat out western, and it is yeah. just rich and and outstanding. It sets it up to be this kind of a um, just this raw um, guns gun toting gunslinger. It's called the gunslinger, and and so you're set up for this. Uh, just this old western, you know, guns and and horses and um, and then it starts down this path of wait, this is not just a western. Whereas if you come in in book two, you come into this sci-fi, 
Um, like it, you think like you're in the sci-fi novel. Um, fantasy, and I, I, even I wouldn't even say sci. I would say oh, yeah, okay, total, yeah. total fantasy. You know, yeah. he's there. There are the the premise of two is him looking for freestanding doors on a beach <laughs> that literally take him to other worlds. Like they're like other that, time, other, other time. Like yeah. And and not other worlds into the minds of people in those other worlds and like it, it, that's it. <clears throat> and I'm not there's no metaphor in there like that's that is literally what he is doing is racing right. up a beach looking for these freestanding doors so that he can draw these people in that's supposed to help him with his quest right. But again, like if you have the setup of of book one, and I think that that um, the reason why they said start with two is because it it is a little slow or it's kind of yeah. hard to wrap your head around it, um, just kind of coming into it raw without without any basis of you know who is this guy. Um, but it's just like any other book, and it's it's I think it's great because it doesn't start out with a lot of exposition. It's not just like um, you know oh here's the backstory to this oh this guy's and it's just you just like pop down in this guy's pocket who's in the middle of an adventure and you yeah. just have to catch up with what's going on by looking around and it, experiencing it as he is. You don't get any backstory, you don't get any forest. It's just you are part the of the first sentence is all like in it's it's referred to in the series multiple times, like how well in, in, in interviews with Stephen King, where he's like, it's the best opening sentence he's he believes that he ever wrote for any of his books. Right. And it get, because it, it sets everything up and gives you all the exposition that you need. The man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. And that's how the adventure starts like that. And like, and that's that two, no, that's book one. That's, that's one. the oh, first book one. Those are the first words of the first book of this, like the saga 4,500 page saga. And, and the man in black is right. Uh, or is it or is he i mean um, uh, uh uh but it is yeah he is yeah. okay good that's why dude that's why i can't help it come on spoilers abound yeah all right so I let's can, i'm sorry i didn't know that was in question uh i thought that was a foregone conclusion i'm sorry <laughs> He but still don't, he still won't know if he's if he's or not. Oh, okay. So there is yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Thread through all I, I mean, listen. I feel like some of it is amazing. So what will be amazing is go through the Dark Tower series before you go through Lost again, because going through the Dark Tower series is going to make you very hungry for more Stephen King and it it is mind-blowing how much liberty they took with Stephen King's universe in Lost like it's oh, how they it, kind of borrow from things yeah it's mind-blowing and oh, wow. I, well I mean they have they literally have a character the man in black like that's that's oh, one of their characters right. names right. like uh there's I, I I know I've said this on other episodes in on writing. He does a visualization exercise with you where he's like, I want you to picture a table and on that table, there's a cage and inside the cage is a rabbit and painted on the side of the rabbit is an eight. And in an episode of lost, 
when he's like exposing the second island to Kate. I think it's Kate. He pulls a rabbit out of his bag that he had just showed die earlier that had an eight on its side. Oh, and wow. that like, you know, like and, uh, they were not shy to say how big a Stephen King fans they were. There was a point that J.J. Abrams was attached. He was supposed to do the adaptation, the film adaptation, which I, if he would have done that, it would have been oh, amazing. Yeah. I think, though, so right now, Amazon is ramping up production of a Game of Thrones-style show that's supposed to be the Dark Tower series. Oh, wow. I, um, I, <sighs> I know you kind of beat this, beat this up last time, but... I, I want them to do it right, but I don't want it to be so overblown. Like it doesn't have to be explosive. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like movie set. It doesn't have to be that, you know, 18 feature length films per season. Like there is so much that they could do with just, you know, like the cardboard prop buildings that's uh, you know, in the in the desert somewhere and just be be okay with letting the story be the be the but show. It is this it's 4,500 pages of them walking. That's, I mean, that's really what's happening. Oh, so it's Lord They're, of the Rings. Yeah. It's them trying to get the, to this destination being that destination being the dark tower. And the whole metaphor is that the journey is way more important than the ending, like the destination. The journey is always the better part. And so I agree with you. There should, there should be whole episodes where it's essentially just them on the road, like walking you know what i mean like just going through and building that i want to see that tension and that relate those those pieces that we don't get to hear about in the book i mean i'm thinking just in two alone there's so much relationship building that has to happen for you to get to book three that we kind of just assume happens uh, i'm i'm really trying not to spoil a lot um, I have to say, though, uh, just to cycle back to the show, there was an announcement that blurbed across my Reddit. I try not to follow this stuff, especially, and I tried not to follow a lot with the movie, the, that atrocious ad adaptation that existed of the movie. Um, I Just like that, I'm trying not to follow too much. I don't want to get my hopes up because it just... But uh, they announced that Michael Rooker has signed on to be a part of this dark tower series, but That's they have cool. not announced what character he's playing. Um, but then seeing him and imagining him as Roland would be a great Roland. I, 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 I could see the potential for him to be a great Roland. That's the gunslinger. Like yeah. The yeah, the, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and I, his voice isn't right, but I think the nice thing about Roland is he doesn't talk very much. Um, He's got that kind of husky voice, which in some ways, yeah. is, I guess, you know what? Yeah, it's weird. I, I was like, I think that sounds like Clint Eastwood, but then as I hear Clint Eastwood's voice in my head a little bit more clearly, especially from that 60s era Sergio Leone thing. It wasn't husky like I, that. I, it is now as he's like super old, but <laughs> I like, uh, though, I, I feel like Michael Rooker is a good, he's uh, uh, an honorary long walk actor because he's, the for my first experience with him is Mallrats, but he's yeah. been in this periphery, this character actor that's been in the periphery of amazing stuff that's impacted me, most recently being 
the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie that his oh yeah his performance just was so endearing and just totally blew me away. Um, yeah, that it, for a character that they didn't spend any time talking about that Quinn and I forget his character's name relationship. They just touched on it. I don't know. They did a great job though of still getting you right in the feels with him. Fucking a. great job. De- Rooker's definitely a long walk short drink actor. Yeah, uh, I mean, like a beloved actor of the show, especially if you consider some of the things he's been involved in. Uh, not the least of which he's in a two-hander with Jean-Claude Van Damme called Replicant. Oh, <laughs> actually, that's a—I don't know if that's a three-hander because uh, there's that's it. Yondo, thank that's thank you, Double D. Uh, Replicant is American Poppins, of- y'all. That's all I could think of. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, he uh, in in Replicant, he plays a cop, and Jean-Claude Van Damme for the third time in his career placed twi- <laughs> twins <laughs> re- of some sort. <laughs> I think he was just trying to get people okay with the idea that the world needs more Jean-Claude. Like, Oh man, I could so get it. Cause like, I just got that double impact, uh, deluxe <laughs> DVD, which is the first time you play twins. I'm all up in it right now. Oh, that's awesome. Let me just tell you a little bit about this gem. <laughs> so, <laughs> This is from the MVD Rewind Collection. They do these wonderful, uh, you know, genre movies, and they do the like "Be Kind." We rewind stickers and all that shit, and they make a point of making it look like the VHS from the time. Uh, the special features on this are voluminous. Um, you got a 4K scan of the movie. I think is that right? Well, maybe not. Anyway, it looks beautiful. I don't know if it's 4K. Uh, they have a... T- I don't know why it's two parts. It's essentially two hours of uh, black silk underwear. Yes. The um, Sorry, Moto chimed in with a, a quote from the movie, which was... So these two twins separated at birth. You can see this on the YouTube. Um, one, Chad, is uh, raised in, in... So they're both... Their parents are gunned down in Hong Kong when they're babies. And then they're, one is raised in Hong Kong on kind of on the streets and orphanages and the other in uh, Hollywood by their honorary uncle. So Alex is the one who is like a hard ass. He grows up on the streets of Hong Kong. And then Chad is uh, the guy that grew up in California and is a very kind of quote unquote soft guy. So I learned a little bit and then they, they don't know of each other's existence until their mid twenties. And then they team up to avenge their parents' death. Double D look puzzled. So no, I'm just saying this is it's a lot like the Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito, or <laughs> exactly yeah, like it, it is twins, yeah, twins, yeah. It's twins <laughs> but where Jean Claude is Arnold and Danny DeVito, like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's magic, it's magical. Um, but it's it's so it's directed by Sheldon Ledich, who just prior to that, the year before, had made uh, Lionheart, which is a great Van Damme movie. But Sheldon Ledich also wrote. Bloodsport, which is the movie that helped Van Damme like kind of have a career. I'd um, like to make a motion that all in the future, all references to Jean Claude Van Damme twin movies will be <laughs> from now on referred to as his one man shows. One like, man shows. Yeah. Okay, I second uh, that motion. Yeah, I was I was gonna say J C V double D, but oh! I yeah, I like one man show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> I like that. You don't want to give up double. D. You don't want to share double. No, no. That's, that's no. True. Yeah. But I if like I was that. going to, it would definitely be with, with JCV double. Bless D. you. Yeah. 
<laughs> so for any JC fans that listen <laughs> or watch, I'll give you a, a little uh, review of this Blu-ray and some things I learned from it. So the the making of stuff is substantial in that there's two hours of uh, making of documentary. For some reason, they separate it into two parts. But what's unique to this one that hasn't really happened before Let's is... Let's go is, out to the lobby. <laughs> Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and get ourselves a treat. They wanted an intermission in there. That's why it's two parts. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I can't figure out a reason. There's no logical reason watching it other than they just didn't want it to be two hours in a row. <laughs> in a row? Yeah. In a row? <laughs> or maybe it's a Is it as thing. painful as Gone with the Wind? Because I totally no. understand why there's an intermission <laughs> in that one. Like, <laughs> you go, go out and realize that there's good in the world. <laughs> like, take, take 10 minutes and remember that there's awesomeness out there before you have to come back for the misery of another three hours remaining of Gone with the Wind. It's much more voluntary. You know, you watch yeah. it or you, you don't, whether or not you want to. <laughs> fuck that movie. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Classic Schmassic. Burn every fucking copy. All negatives, everything that we have of it. Like, and fuck Crease. <laughs> and fuck Crease. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though. No, fuck him. Seriously. <laughs> fuck him right in his ass. Like, <laughs> Um, nice the two hours. Uh, oh, sorry. Right, here, here you go. Oh, the notes, there you yes. go. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Palmer's for for new listeners or viewers. Those Palmer's Cobra Kai season two notes. Don't <laughs> <laughs> steal those. Those are mine. My notes. So the 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 two part documentary thing is nice because actually it it features extensive comments from Van Dam himself, which is very rare. Uh, like new comment, like he, all of the people seem to have set up cameras in their own house <laughs> and they're talking right into the lens. <laughs> um, and JC participated a little bit in the Lionheart version uh, or, or like similar release from the same company, but he says very little. So I was super excited that he was going to be part of the What do you want DVD. me to say? I mean, I'm going into the room. Yeah. I'm getting the, the thing. Good. The movie's good. Fuck you. I mean, that's the Rooker movie. That's Replicate. Yeah, just and that just commentary. I, I, what do you want me to say? <laughs> that commentary is half Michael Rooker. They're not in the same room together, and the other half is Van Damme. And <laughs> Van Damme is them together like they are in the same room together. No, no, they they kind of acknowledge that. You can tell, but but I I kind <laughs> of think that they did it because Van Damme couldn't do the whole thing himself because he I don't think he understood the format. He kept yeah. signing off. Yeah. He was just like gonna see All more right, action come up on uh, Replicant, yeah. Ah. <laughs> 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 so stupid. At that point, yeah, he just gets exasperated. He's like, "The fuck you want me to say? Movie's good. I'm here with my friends." <laughs> what is that? What's the one? Is it the Boogie Nights commentary where he couldn't get everybody in the same at the same time to do a commentary? So he went around and let them decide how they. And so uh, Mark Wahlberg decided they wanted to drink. And so, like, like it, it, but it's one commentary that cycles through all of these different commentaries that the director recorded. So it sounds, he sounds consistent through the whole commentary, but the actors change who he's talking with throughout the movie. And but every time it cycles back to him and Mark Wahlberg talking, they are just plastered, just <laughs> fucking plat. Is that the? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that commentary. I'm very interested now, though. There is a there there is some commentary 
like that in Mark, Mark Wahlberg is, I'm pretty sure is in the movie where they just drink in the commentary. And so they, <laughs> by the end of the commentary, they're just fucking like slurry. They are swayze. They are swayze. <laughs> like they were texting out the pictures. Uh, like when you watch the commentary, your phone goes off and it's that picture on your phone. And you're like, I get it. I get it now. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um uh, I got to hear that. And in this double impact thing, there's no commentary. Uh but there is the, that long basically just interviews. And JC uh contributes a lot, which is really nice. He's a super humble <laughs> person at this point. But so some interesting tidbits. There's also some um period like uh from from 1991 behind the scenes footage and interviews and stuff, which is nice. Uh, and oh, there's like 45, 50, 50 some minutes of extended slash deleted scenes that I have to admit I really wanted in there to be the extended like fantasy love scene because I always heard JC said that like the European cut was crazy. If that was in there, they didn't include it, but there is a lot of like fun stuff for a, a super fan like myself. Um, so just a few tidbits for for like moto and other jc vd fans listening so uh the chad and alex thing um alex takes his name from the son of the person that van damme took his surname van damme for i don't i couldn't relate to you the whole story it's on the documentary but like jean-claude van damme's real name is jean-claude van varenberg and when he went to become an actor in america he took this last name Van Damme from this, from this guy from, I, I think from Hong Kong, whose son is named Alex Van Damme. So he's actually named after that uh, character. Chad is named or sort of modeled in some ways after Chad McQueen, who is Dutch in Karate Kid. The, he's Steve McQueen's oh. son. Uh, he has blonde hair and the Karate Kid. He's not yet showed up in Cobra Kai. He's supposedly in jail in the, in the storyline. Uh, I had no idea of this till I heard till I watched this uh, Blu-ray uh, stuff. Guy. Who the fuck is Dutch? I think you'll know him oh, to see him. Dutch. He's the one who who says to Daniel, "Like you're dead meat." Yeah, yeah, and he does the head thing. That's right. Yeah. So that's Steve McQueen's son, uh, Chad McQueen, and I guess Van Damme and him like hung out a lot in California, <laughs> like uh, in Hollywood around the time that this movie was being developed, and in some ways, like he kind of modeled the character after him not then like he's a soft black silk underwear and guy <laughs> black silk underwear wearing guy um i don't know exactly what it was but he mentions that uh in the behind the scenes um and then i guess the last thing that uh, was, i think worth mentioning is that i don't remember what what year it was um it's been in the last 10 to 15 years certainly after van Damme's like prime theatrical like run and all this um he's bipolar he knows he's bipolar it's it's publicly known that he's bipolar and uh he kind of talks about that in the uh making of this movie as being like you know i'm he's like that's kind of just something that's a part of me and so something about like these two sides of me like it was is I, he doesn't say it very articulately. <laughs> uh, the director uh and writer Sheldon Lettuce, so he Sheldon Lettuce and Van Damme wrote the movie together, but Van Damme. I wrote this like, one man show. One man show, yes. Yeah. It's written for Van Damme, like, because they'd been working together a lot. Um, they just made Lionheart together, did, did Bloodsport. They went on to do a couple other movies together. But Sheldon Lettage wrote it for Van Damme and these two sides kind of of his personality. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I thought that was all kind of interesting. And it's been a really fun uh, jaunt down memory lane for JC and me. <laughs> the second installment or whatever. <laughs> Just because I have him sitting here, um, just to give him shout-outs. He's had two new movies, The Bouncer and We Die Young, come out in, in 2019. Um, they're both pretty solid like genre pieces. In both, he's kind of... He's in this like sad old man period of his career. Yeah. <laughs> like He yeah. just sort of plays downtrodden guys that are drawn <laughs> and have to fight. But and they're not like... It's nothing like... like They do fight, and they, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. Sad old man... Maybe it's not appealing as a selling point, but that is the kind of characteristic, I would say. But these are actually both pretty decent. Uh, if you're a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan, there's a few of his more recent movies in the last few years I haven't seen. Um, it's a, he's, in the, he's, legit, he's following Clint Eastwood's arc of career. Yeah, like, or maybe like Charles Bronson, but less or Charles like, successfully yeah. <laughs> or, or less sort of empowered. Like These are not mm. especially empowered characters. They persevere, but and, and he's got that sort of perma- scowl <laughs> yeah that he wear but anyway little little jean-claude van damme there oh goodness all over the place expect nothing less but <laughs> speaking, well i speak even myself if we're talking about movies i really gotta recommend oh, like yes uh, you've watched the i i definitely have to recommend bad times at el royale i think that's what that the name of it is yeah yeah that's right i i saw that uh, i didn't say so in the text thread but i saw that uh as well and thought it was pretty cool all right okay so i just need somebody else to confirm for me then two things do you remember the monologue that i'm talking about that i'm referring to like when he's eating pie with the singer and he finally conf he's he's confessing to her about his um alzheimer's and oh, every yeah. every remember. other shot you see that's why i know it's it's that fucking good Every other shot, there's nobody else speaks into the camera at any other point in the movie, not even his character. And even in this scene, she is shot over his shoulder. He is shot from her perspective. And so when, oh. he, does, when he does this confessional, because she's our proxy in the movie, she is literally the person that has no stake to be at that hotel. She just happened to stay there happenstance. So she represents us in the movie, right? And That's why he's when he's talking to her, it's from her perspective. So he's talking right into the camera. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you because you see him forget himself during the speech. Like that's oh, with, like, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Like, and his eyes well up and just like, oh, gut wrenching. So that monologue right there is worth it. If you are a Jeff Bridges fan, which if you've ever seen the big Lebowski, you are or Tron uh, <laughs> or Tron or Starman or, or, Star or oh, like, yeah. you know, like any, Star like, I thought cool. about, have you seen start like star? I didn't want to. Yeah. One of the I best saw it performances recently. Ever. It's so good. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. And it was hard to find when I went to watch it. My, my actually, uh, Moto and my mom, our mom loved that movie when we were kids. And I think yeah. it was on TV a lot. Um, but I didn't remember it like as an adult. And so when I was a few years ago, when I was going through John Carpenter's movies, that was one of them. And I don't remember how I got a hold of it. It might have been, I don't remember That's how John I got Carpenter hold of it. movie. No wonder I, I love it. Like, yeah, it was, it was. And it has, uh, shoot, it has Lois Lane in it, I think. 
from the Superman movies, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's Lane, or is it the woman from Indiana Jones? Oh, it's Indiana movie. Jones. Here's the Lars Ark, that woman. I get them confused. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I actually only saw it as an adult so many years ago, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and his character is very charming for the rest of the movie also, but that monologue is enough to, to get it. And then if that's not enough, Chris Helmsworth like has this show stopping performance. I mean, just robs every the, the like two or three scenes he's in. He steals them. The, yeah. Like, who he is like, you know, this like I, I kind of he's a perfect Thor. But Thor is just kind of like this, like doof of a character, and 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 so, you know, he was in that new Ghostbusters, the new version of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, kind of like a, like Thor in that, you guy, know, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> but I, the, so his in this one, he's a character. He plays a, you know, a really good. Like I, I imagine like a Charlie Manson type character. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh. Kind of just a sick hippie and cult leader, cult yeah. leader that really, when he talks, it sounds like um, from Caddyshack, Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray's character, yeah, Bill Murray from Caddyshack when he talks, yes. but yeah. it has this like sinister thing undertone to it that just like, but he steals the show. He's so like you can't not look away from him and ever like. He totally nails the character. That movie was fucking good. I don't know how it didn't make it was. I felt like it was original. It had like all these great people in it. Ensemble cast. I don't know how it didn't blow up last year. I, 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 I always I think I heard good things about it. I, I watched it with the bride. It came out late last year. And I uh, so I haven't seen it since then. And just for anyone listening who might not have seen it yet or know what it is. The one sentence synopsis. From IMDb is circa 1969, several strangers, most with a secret to bury, meet by chance at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one night, everyone will show their true colors before everything goes to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Written and directed by Drew Goddard, who was one of the main writers for Lost. Oh. Funnily enough. No wonder then. Like, I, it, I, when I saw, I fell in love with the trailer and didn't get to see it in the theater. And then it's on, it's in HBO right now. So oh, okay. if you have the HBO app, you can see it in the movies um, section. It, but it blew me away. It was, it's, it's long. I feel like it's, it oh yeah, it is. Uh, I have it right up here. Two hours and 21 minutes. Yeah. It felt, it felt to me in some ways like a, uh, like it could have come out in the mid to late 90s. Like it had that kind of vibe of like a pulse, yeah, pulp fiction sort of yep. thing. It, um, well, it, it, there's a lot of, um, Quentin Tarantino nods to Quentin Tarantino's style of storytelling, the title cards, um, because it cuts away oh, to a yeah. title card every time it gives you a background story. It felt like a Tarantino movie. It did, sure. yeah. And it feel it feels like cool, like that kind yeah. of mid yeah. Tarantino like vibe. Really good soundtrack, really good use of music as a character in the movie. Um every character you kind of get as soon as you fall in love with them, like you then you turn around and not fall in love with them so that you can fall in love with them again and the crime caper sort of yeah. aspect to it in various respects, yeah. both yeah. like pulp fiction and reservoir dogs. Yep. Um, not um, to like diminish its originality, but it it's like both familiar and original at the same yeah. time, which is really And it starts nice. with this really awesome 
stark it you can tell it is a stage setting um with nick offerman which is which is like <laughs> one man play uh that is awesome uh to like great movie check it out yeah, jesus in that yeah. yeah no that's that's cool i was gl- i was glad to see that you were so excited about that and i i remembered it but definitely the the uh, Je- watch for the Jeff Bridges monologue and then any scene that Chris Helmsworth is in because he it, this was the movie where I was like oh I get why they gave him Thor and I get why they keep casting this guy because he is a phenomenal fucking actor like it like uh, I I could not believe that I was taking him so seriously after watching him be Thor all the time. There was something I don't know if it's just a, his look too reminded me of Brad Pitt esque. I don't know if it's because of the Kendall you know, lines, the yeah, Kendall the, business, the or the so that he shows off. His Kendall hair was like kind of long but dirty, and he had the goatee. Like yeah. it's kind of like mid nineties Brad Pitt as well, yeah. which I'm yeah. always on board for. <laughs> I'm I like oh, man. I'm on board for it right now. Just <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, just a tease. Um, I did get the audiobook for Fight Club, and I'm surprised at how short it is. And so I'm yeah. gonna. I will be listening to that at some point. And uh, I like I like that audiobook. That's a good one. Uh, I've never I read the book. Before. I remember who the reader is. Uh, the one I recognize. Yeah, that he. Um, so Chuck Palahniuk did a follow up to Fight Club that it came out a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Comics like it would like revisits the Tyler Durden character. Oh, is it just comics? I th- I thought. When I was looking for it in the library, it was coming up. So maybe, oh, that's interesting. I think comics. it is just comics. Yeah, uh, it oh. was this. It was this like one-off run of uh, like catching up with Tyler Durden. Uh, and if I remember the synopsis right, like he has a kid with Marla Singer, and oh, he's really? kind of like he's kind of like <laughs> falling out of grace with uh, Project Mayhem. They don't really take him seriously anymore because he like still ended up doing all the things he kind of like was preaching against, you know, like, yeah, uh, there is a different take to the Tyler Durden narrator character and uh, a little more militant. If I remember right in the book, Um, the movie gets all the good beats, though, like I think the movie is a much and I think you told me this, but that movie is can compared to as an adaptation that might follow the book too closely. Um, but there are, oh, some... I don't know. I don't, cause I don't know that I have no, I have no knowledge of the book at all. Actually. Yeah. So that, that might come from somewhere else. This will be my first interaction with. The yeah. Book. So, well, just, um, it's a great fucking book. My favorite one of his though is, um, it's, it's the ballad of Buster Casey, I think is the, subtitle but it's um ah uh, choke i only know choke and uh, invisible monsters choke re- is really good it but it's his sci-fi one it's a time travel one chuck oh not, not rant rant yeah rant yeah uh Don't- so, uh in that one the audiobook is amazing because it's unabridged but it's read by a full cast because the whole book takes place in interviews like oh. it, it, it's like police interviews. So it's all these oh, characters cool. are like answering questions. And so the audio book, all those characters are, have a different narrator as they're giving their interviews. And so, uh, cause they're recanting their experiences with this main character rant, who is the, um, that's his nickname and his Buster Casey is his real name. And, uh, 
It's all of them interviewing what they know about this person. And so the book, the audio book, it's one of those that I would recommend the audio book over the real book for sure. Uh, because it just jumps, it, it'll just go all of a sudden you'll hear one person talking and then the next person will pick up the story they were telling about rant, but it'll be a different voice telling it from a different perspective. Uh, it's, it's really an interesting, uh, book for sure, but audiobook definitely. Uh, awesome. yeah. Very cool. Well, should we transition to, uh, our, our book of, uh, Absolutely. Night? Uh, um, and I think I should shut up and let Double D, because since he's the one that introduced <clears throat> Unfuck Yourself through this, uh, that's that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, think, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Double D set it up for us. Well, I mean, I think that's, um, uh, if you go to, is it audibletrial.com? Slash, slash LWSD. LWSD. Yes. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, no question. It. <laughs> I, I think that this was um this was something that um this was one of the books that I got from from the uh, Audible and awesome. found the that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, found that it was I mean I, I first off um it's terrific it's read by uh, the author um, which is spectacular because he's a Scottish um, born author. And he has just the most spectacular Scottish accent throughout the whole reading. So it's uh, Gary John Bishop um, who writes it and, and reads it and performs it. Um, I won't say performs it. He reads it. Um, so there's not a whole lot of um, performance involved, but it's not that kind of a story either. It's not like it's a, like a story. It's more of just, it's a self-help book. Um, but it's got, uh, it just had, it's, it's three and a half hours to listen to, um, which is, Short book. It's got some pretty basics. It's not just long walk, short drink episodes longer than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, we're gonna have to throw out that uh, that unwritten rule of of we, we can't discuss longer right, than the actual longer. movie yeah. <laughs> or actually is to right. read, um, <laughs> which could be a challenge at, at a mere three and a half hours. Um, but it, it's just I don't know. There's it was something that was a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, just with the um, with the accent and uh, just I don't know, pretty common sense, heavy hitting stuff that's uh, just made a lot of sense to me. And it seemed to be uh, pretty simple, pretty easy to to kind of grab onto. Um, I don't know. I've probably listened to it. I don't know, maybe eight or nine times. Really? Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's just and again, it's it's with it being three and a half hours, it's a short listen. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just kind of nice to hear some of those things. Um, and although the title of the book is Unfuck Yourself, I think it's, there's, I don't know, half a dozen swear words in the book, entire, like in the entirety. Yeah. So it's not something yeah. where, it's not something where they just use that, you know, profanity to, to I don't know. I, I called, uh, so in my, the, the reason I really, I, I, I said in a text message that uh, I, watched the bad times at El Royale instead of reviewing um, unfuck yourself last night. That's really because I couldn't, I had, I, I still have a hold request out for the audiobook for me to, to have revisited it. And uh, 
I know if I would go and just, I, I almost went to Barnes Noble and bought a copy today just so I couldn't. And I'm like, you'll never go through it. And like, you'll never, you'll never crack it open. Why would you do that? Uh, so I'm still waiting for the audiobook so I can go through it again. But I have to pull a George R.R. R. Martin on you like he did on Stephen King. I have to ask, how do you, where the fuck do you find time to listen to this? Like, you listen to our podcast three or four times per episode. You listen to Unfuck Yourself eight or nine times. You listen to the first four. Like, I know it wasn't until Dark Tower six before you went to the next one with only listening once like all the ones right. before that you listened to multiple times before you moved on to the next one where do you find i mean i take i have a dog that takes 45 <laughs> minutes to go around the block one time one block one time 45 minutes that's when i can listen to an audiobook 15 minutes sometimes in the car other than that i mean my audiobook listening has drastically decreased because i don't have a commute anymore you are way more motivated, way more active. You have a bajillion kids. Where do you find time to listen to your audio stuff? Because that's, to, if I understand it right, I mean, I am internalizing this, so correct me. But when I listen to something, it's a very personal thing. It's It's a personal time. I have headphones in. I, I, I'm doing a task that I can zone out on so that I can focus on listening. Where do you find, when are you doing the bulk of your listening to get through this stuff multiple, all the times that you do? Um, so if, <clears throat> uh, typically in, in just in the car, like yeah. in, on my road trips or whatever, um, I'll listen to, I'll have an audio book on, or I'll be listening to something. Um, that's an audio book. So yeah. For the, third or fourth time or whatever it is um i do have in the fall especially i have a lot more time to travel um or my travel my trips are are a little bit further or quite a bit longer um so i have the opportunity to really kind of get into it um so that's kind of that's kind of nice um i cannot multitask um my just got some uh just got a big confirmation noise <laughs> Um, <laughs> so um <laughs> still giving it to me. anyway um <laughs> so it's uh it's one of those things where i just i don't know i i it's funny that i don't know i guess it's weird because that i think about it that i do listen to or that i'm able to listen to it over and over again because i can't do two things at once like i i cannot be i can't be typing an email or doing work and listening to an audiobook um absolutely i can't either no, no. not happening i'm not yeah. capable yeah anything anything outside of driving i i just need to either be listening um or not listening yeah. <laughs> like that's all yeah. there is to it uh so but my car trips i'm pretty much listening to um listening to audiobooks <laughs> yeah i th I think that's I, I i just am i don't spend i'm not commuting to columbus every day like i was before right. you know what i mean and right. um so i just can't consume as much as i i it just astounds me at how you're able to crank so much in. And, and it's, I mean, I know it's because you spend a lot of time in the car. That's when I always did it. So right. well, on the repeat listens, it's very interesting it, because it's very, I think, yeah, well, that's similar, but different. And, uh, 
I think that's something kind of unique to you in this regard, Double D, is the listening to these long form things on repeat. Because I, I love to, my thing is I like I love to go through things sequentially, and I'll take my time and all that, but I don't usually do so more than once in a short span of time. And yeah. I feel like Palmer like has a great ability to like move quickly through a lot of different things, if, if anything, in terms of like if we're really different the three. That's I mean that's yeah. If I don't absorb it, I'll go through it again. But a lot of times it's like which you're also I, super good at absorbing things. I feel like and being able to explain or like re- say like this this I'm terrible at regurgitating things. Yeah, <laughs> or just, processing them at all. And that's because I, I'm so good. I, I want to do that so that I can get on to the next thing. Cause I, I lose in, I mean, I'm very fickle. I will admit that. Like I, it, it takes a lot to hold my interest. I mean, the Harry Potter series, dark tower series. Those are really the only books that I've gone through multiple times. Oh yes. As I should have discounted that, <laughs> you know, your annual listen of the <laughs> dark tower. Series yeah. And, yes. Sir. Forgot about that. Um, so yeah but it, it just is it blows me away double d because like because i also know it's not like casual listening like you're you will send me text messages of like great quotes that you know that you happen to hear on the on the multiple times or um it, it, the reason double d is uh is a no long walk short drink cast member is he sent me a text message after long walk short drink was maybe like episode eight. He's like, just so you know, I'm archiving, I'm making an archive list of all the like, uh, pop culture and media things that you reference. And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you guys talk about a lot of awesome stuff that I haven't experienced and I want to experience. So I thought since I'm listening anyways, I'm just keeping track of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I thought that was really awesome. You know, he's going to yeah. write down every time we reference a movie or I'm like, good luck, man. Cause we talk yeah. about a lot of shit all over the place. <laughs> and then like, explain it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I don't know, so many episodes in, he's like, I'm going to send you what I have so far. And it's like a 42 page word document, <laughs> single spaced of like all these, like all uh, literally like, a movie episode number, movie episode number, book episode number, song episode number, like all this crazy stuff, all these like different references to media that we talk, that we reference or talk about. And uh, it just listed out in this thing. I'm like, this is, this is outrageous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird because I don't, I mean, I don't really understand it myself so much in the fact that I like, um, I like movies, but I'm usually kind of a one time through a movie unless it's, I don't know, unless it's something that for whatever reason we just watch over and over again with the kids. You never finished house, by the way. I mean, you never, and I'm never going to, I'm, let's just, we'll just get that out of the way right now. Um, I almost said when you were talking about, uh, discussing that tonight, long walk, short drink remembers how I was, I'm not remembering that I have, <laughs> I watched it. I did watch it. Forget. I Ash even had to sit through the ending of it. Like, oh my gosh, that it poor is so terrible. It's such a bad movie. Like, I'm I'm watching it. I'm like, there's I I can understand why a 10-year-old would be afraid of this. I can understand why. I mean, because no, that movie stuck with me too. Like, there's there's some really creepy stuff. The mirror thing really freaked me out as a kid. Like, where don't know what you're talking about, don't care to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> nope. I saw like a house that had like a beating heart at some point, and I was done. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, oh so my god! It's so um, it's just outrageously hilarious to me. Uh, also, <laughs> the other thing that was outrageously funny to me with Double D. So, if anybody doesn't know, this will be a good reason to retweet out the um, Splash Mountain. I had to look over. Right. <laughs> It hangs on my it hangs on my office wall anytime so I can look over the five by seven print I have of it. Uh <laughs> I had a little splash mountain revenge with double D because he was towards the end of the Dark Tower series. And uh I I don't even know what it, what he said, but he's just like, if this is how it ends, so fucking help me, God. <laughs> And I'm just like, I just letting you know, I played a Long Kong the entire time. That's exactly how it's going to go down. And then I tweeted, yeah. I, I text him the, the Splash Mountain picture, and I'm like, remember. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to get my payback. He's like, so fucking help me. But, then <laughs> I just, I, but part of that stemmed from I was really worried that you were not. A lot of people, the, the ending of the Dark Tower series is very polarizing for fans. Um, so I was worried that you were going to get there and uh, be like, this is fucking bullshit. But luckily you were like <laughs> me. And you were like, that's the, the most, per it, it, it is the most perfect way to end it. Like, I, I can't think of a better, more oh, poignant way. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so like the rest of the fucking series oh, of course yeah the whole series um a lot to look forward to there dude uh, yeah if nothing else like if you guys don't do your mini series uh when i get into it i'm, I'm trying to figure out the best place to jump in and stay in let's do, in the terms book of my, let's do yeah a, we should all whenever we do talk uh, what about it double d should be here of course if you guys yeah. don't do your own separate thing first yeah, yeah. the problem yeah. is i mean your, your book club is going to be i mean this is a a monster that'd be a monster undertaking oh, um, good but work. i also think that it would really i mean we would get a following on that one i mean we did uh what did we do dead zone before right oh we, no. No. we would uh <laughs> it's gonna break. <laughs> uh, we would pull in dark tower fans on that yeah i think we could do like one episode of one book an episode what even if we just rolled it into our normal episodes, like how we focus on things and just start from the get-go and get into it. I mean, that would literally have to be all we talked about. We oh, couldn't so you'd have to start a stopwatch. Like it would have to be. And you'd have to, yeah. And you'd have to say where we are ending at this time, especially wow. the last three books. Cause each wow. one of those is like it, the, uh, the, um, it doesn't, the fifth book I think is over 500 pages. The sixth book is around 700, and the last one's over a thousand. Like, just those oh, last are like the bulk of the series, you know, because he's oh god, and that second one is just a fucking chase the entire time. Like, uh, so good. Like, oh man, Jesus God, it's such a great fucking series. And like, it's one of those series where I have so th that's the one I can I can say that's one thing my dad and I bonded on. And why I got into Stephen King was because my dad talked about the Dark Tower series. Dark Tower, Dark Tower, Dark Tower. I can remember when the fourth one, Wizarding Glass, came out. And he's like, that's all I want. Don't get me anything else. Because it oh. came out 
the paperback came out around Christmas. He's like, I don't want anything else. I just want that on paperback. Um, and he got it. And I can remember him being so like a grown man being excited, like who I had never seen pick up a book and read being like excited that he had this finally. Um, and me and that fourth one. Wow. Uh, is that your favorite too? Uh, no, my favorite is the fifth one, but the fourth book is one of the best audio books ever recorded. In my opinion, it's a very subtle distinction, but it's when you go through it, you'll understand why or why, how I make that distinction. And double D, do you have a favorite? Uh, man. Oh my gosh. There's, I don't know that I could have, I don't know that I could say I have a favorite. I have so many favorite parts, um, in each of the books. Um, there are, oh my gosh, no, I don't have a favorite. That's um, fair enough. I, I have a lot of trouble with favorites. Not, not that I yeah. think people shouldn't have them. I just have trouble coming up with them myself. So. Yeah. I could I probably do like a top 10 of, oh, cool. of favorite scenes. Oh um, yeah. Man, oh man! Like I said, the one one scene I've listened to twenty times if I listened to it once, um, and could listen to it another twenty, like without even thinking about it. Is it a major uh, spoiler if you talk about the scene? I'm just. Um, I mean, it's enough that maybe I can at least figure I mean, out what you're talking about. I know we've talked about it before. Well, it's book two, and it's uh, it's it's at the it's towards the end. It's well. And I, I, we haven't oh, really. Oh, well, the, the third we, door. Are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of oh, course. Man, yeah, that. Uh, so it's the. Uh, it's brilliant. It, 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 it's such. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you realize how how much of a genius Roland is in that third door. Oh yeah. How he can create a plan on the fly, and how it really, as a reader, you're just like. Just fucking trust him. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, even though you don't like it all the time, he knows what he's doing. Like he just gets so drawn in to in, into this into this world, into this into this man, uh, into this gunslinger that you know you just oh man, it's just it, yeah. it, it's Roland on the pages, but it's it's you as Roland. Like um, oh, it's just. And I think that's part of the reason how you're able. I I've said this to, I said this to Double D multiple times as he would go through it because he would just he would just call me and he's like, man, I'm listening. I this is like the fourth time I'm going through this, and he's like, it's so good, it's so good. And we would just talk about that piece, and I would say it multiple times. Like you're not supposed to like Roland. Like he's he's an asshole. Like he's like he, he's a dick, and has he's you've known from the first book you can't trust this guy like he's got his own fucking motives and he those will always come above everything else and uh that's why the first book is is so grueling for that you know like oh but, man but it's not because there's uh, we're not that, this is the whole this we are on the wrong book series like as you get like as you get through it you're you start to really not hate roland and oh. then you start to like question yourself like no i should hate this i should still hate this fucking guy like 
Oh man, I I don't know. It's one of those things that you can't just recommend it to a person. You can't just be like, even even if they're like, oh, I'm a Stephen King fan. Oh, you, you should read the Dark Tower. Like, there's there are definite Stephen King fans who are not Dark Tower fans. Um, I've heard that from other sources too. Yeah, no uh, idea. it's one of those things where it's just like I have slowly peppered this series where. I get to know a person enough and I'm like, oh, you should really read this set like series of books. Uh, because I think you'd really dig it. Um so I've done that with uh Stan the Man. He he went through the series. We could have Stan the Man on for That'd that. That'd be fun, yeah. yeah. Like do a big panel discussion. That'd be awesome. Another buddy of mine, he went through the series. Uh I know double D and Oh man, it just warmed my heart. It 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 it's one of those things where if you like it, you like it so much that you're kind of guarded when you recommend it to somebody. Like you want them to if they don't like it as much as you do, it's really going to hurt you. You know, like cuz you're going to get the you could see getting defensive about them not liking it as much. Um I have already gotten defensive. Even there's a guy in my office who he found out like uh he asked about my tattoo and i was like oh that's a from a series of books i really like and he's like oh what series i i read all the time i'm like oh the dark tower series he's like oh you like that and i'm just like oh we're gonna fucking fight like here we like uh i'm ready to fight you uh you know um i i've never read a book there is a there is a point in the series that even in the limited amount of time that Ash has been in my life, that when I do my annual, because I missed it last year, I've kind of I'm kind of stalling already this year. I'm still on book two. Uh, but the before then, when I would get to this point in the series, Ash would be like, Oh, did that is this happening now? And I'd be <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. And wow. she's like, do you need to talk? And she's never even read the series. Like she did like, you know, cause she doesn't care about spoilers. So I've totally, I've spoiled the shit out of that series for her. Um, just because you got to talk about it. It's one of the, like, and I, and I, that's the other piece that I told double D I was like, throughout the series, yeah. you're going to hit points where you're going to need to like bounce shit off of somebody. I don't care what time it is. I don't care. <clears throat> where what's going on when that happens and you need to talk because I wished that I had that person when I was going through it for the first time, just call me and we can talk it through. So, yeah, to give you an idea, the, the dark tower one is the shortest of the books. It's uh, about seven and a half hours. <laughs> um, dark tower two book two is uh, just under 13 hours. <laughs> um, and that's probably the one that I, that I listened to. The most I, I don't know maybe six or seven times on that one the dark tower book three is 18 plus hours um let's see book four 24 i think is 27 and a half hours yeah i thought i knew it was over a day book five let's see here sorry um <clears throat> my favorite this is book a five is it 26 and a half hours yeah yeah God. Um, and they're only going to get longer well, book, book six is a little bit shorter. It's at it's just over fourteen hours. 
Oh, um, really? Me or fourteen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, <laughs> the, the last the, one is atrocious. The resistance is um just about twenty nine hours. Yeah. Oh, so oh it's um, yeah, it's a substantial investment, of of course. But it's it's one of those things though, where as you're listening, like, oh man, it's just yeah, you it's make just, excuses oh. to listen to it outside of when you're just in your when your normal listening time is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you get wrapped up in the story, you make excuses to put your headphones in. I I think this is it's a great series to make a case for audiobooks. It's a great series to make a case for yeah. Stephen King. It's a great series to make a case for genre melding. Um, they even acknowledge that in the book. It, it, the, so the series, once you get past book three, it gets it gets a little meta. It's very like they they make mo- like these the very meta discussions and references and all that stuff. But they talk about genre at one point in the later in the series and because uh roland the main character at times will be our pro like he he becomes our proxy where we're learning through him we're learning about our world through him uh where he he's they're talking about stories because stories are a big part in his world and they're talking about stories in in our world and how each one is typically like there's horror, there's drama, there's comedy, there's, and he says, he's like, so all your stories are only one, one flavor at a time. And they're really talking about the dark tower series because it's Western, it's fantasy, it's science fiction. It's like drama. It's all those things together. And he's like, so most of your stories are only one flavor at a time. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, does nobody eat stew where you come from? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, so, which is, it, it is, you can't peg it down into one genre. That first book is definitely a Western. I think the fifth book is definitely a Western. The fourth one is for sure. Um, oh, that's uh, first and the fourth. Yeah. But um, even so it, it's the other piece that I think is, is kind of, exciting is it's a series and um but it doesn't like they don't typically just wrap up all nice and neat um like at the end of each book it's not like it's something like oh yeah that's a nice breaking point it's just like out of nowhere it just stops and you're like what just happened like you yeah can't, you can't do that and uh palmer was saying yeah that's that's all well and good and okay you're all pissed off but you can start this tomorrow i was like no i can't start tomorrow i'm gonna listen to another three or four times and he said well but (laughs) you can start it tomorrow he goes imagine if if you were reading these as they came out yeah and you had to wait another seven years for the next installment for the for the Uh, like the resolution to the cliffhanger right and it's not even book book three literally ends in the middle of a climax like yeah the whole book gets you there (laughs) the the, like the whole book is building up to this thing and you get three pages of it that you've been getting like the whole book's leading you there you get three pages and he's like and you'll have to wait till the next one yeah that happened in 19 in the 80s and the resolution didn't come until the 90s like the like 
So Oh yeah, I'm looking at uh his his library right now and it looks like Donning a three August nineteen ninety one, the wasteland. The wasteland, the wastelands, yeah. And then the next one looks to be holy shit, Wizard and Glass in nineteen ninety seven, so like six years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and it unlike but see the, the cool thing about it is, is unlike Lost, in my opinion, um, there's resolve. Like there's everything makes sense. Like you just have to go with it that the yeah. questions that you have will be answered. And it's you know, whether you like the answers or not, that's that's a you know, whatever, that's to each his own, but you will get answers. And it's it's not something where he just completely leaves you hanging and is like, Whoa. Wait, but that was never addressed. Yeah, it was. It was addressed. Um, it's okay to be confused, and it's okay to go through some confusion for extended periods of time, even entire books, and yeah. and then you'll get brought back into the loop. It's it's oh Jesus, because uh, Wizard and Glass, that fourth one, you uh, literally do not know what's going on until the last hundred pages of that book. I feel yeah, like. Like, yeah. Uh, it, you're just there's so much thrown at you. It's such like. It's a complete deviation from the series because it's a flashback. The whole book is a flashback. Right. It's right. this giant cast of characters that only one of them you know, essentially. Like all the rest of right. Yeah. All the rest of them are new. And it is the whole book reads like a chess game. And I'm not making that again. This isn't like that's not a metaphor. Like they're they keep playing this they call it castles but that's it's their version of chess and they keep referencing this game of castles that's going on while the book is progressing so and if you know anything about chess like typically it doesn't get interesting until the end like the last like the last like 15 moves that's where everything gets exciting right there's the, a move here or there there's a piece there's you know you take yeah, a bishop yeah, and you're like yeah. oh he took a bishop yeah, a lot of it is like okay, angle, 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 and then oh, they took a bishop. Yeah, and then it's like okay, but that's just a bishop, and then they get back into the strategy and the angle, and that's what that book is. And it's yeah, you know, there's just enough of taking a bishop here. Yeah, they lose the rook yep. here, but, but you then, really oh, don't know what's actually playing out until the last hundred pages, and you're like, yeah. I mean, just mine. Oh fuck, God I mean, damn, I love that series. Oh my gosh, and it's just so... I would get another tattoo right now, just based on time. Like, I would get another Dark Tower tattoo. That's how fucking great it is. They, God. Like, and there's... I mean, he doesn't pull any punches. I mean, there is... Yeah, well, which oh, he never does. Like, uh, so in any of Stephen King's book, he doesn't. That's, that's how he gets you. I think that's why he's so popular, is because he writes from a perspective that you can he writes from a human perspective he doesn't yes he uses great vocabulary but that vocabulary is tied to the characters so if it's an intelligent character they're gonna he's gonna surround that character with intelligent words if it's a blue collar character it's gonna read like blue collar writing you know like i don't oh man just awesome just a fucking phenomenal series and i I would really, I think that's going to be a great way to ensure that we get that conversation. Maybe we should off, off mic, 
try to when Dave is ready to get in there, maybe we can maybe he can be the proxy. And then we that's what I was thinking. Like him through oh, it, you how know? many books like, are we talking about? Like you seven, said, hours. Seven. Oh, I yeah, don't think seven. I read or listen to seven books in an entire year. <laughs> like yeah. all said and done. So what do you guys think though of like I'll do one at a time, but as I get through them, then we convene for a conversation that will yeah, be yeah, like no, a bonus episode for yeah for for the long walks or drink podcast so it'll like sure. it, it'll be off weeks or something because it yeah. won't happen all that often uh but that you guys will have the overview and we could even come up with something if you really need to like talk uh, about stuff that i could you know mute i could mute or something like that and come back on for but it might be interesting then for people i could be the proxy for those that are going through it a book at a time and yeah. then you can kind of be the voice of those who've gone through it all together. And I it must be fun. I mean, Double D, did I, I? I did all right. I didn't spoil anything for you, right? Like, I, 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 the all my only regret was suggesting you start with two because then I had you turn right around and go to one. But that, but that wasn't a big deal. I mean, yeah, that it doesn't ruin the series by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and you know, it just kind of, um, it just kind of actually set it up. That that maybe if you're gonna do book two, you read book two and then read one and then go back through book yeah. two a few times if you want. Um <laughs> that's, that's what I would suggest. I the only I, I'm all for all of that. Uh my suggestion would be though, is we need would need to be a little diligent about revisiting prior conversations because that's what I really envisioned doing with Double D with the conversations we were we had started was I wanted to get what he thought was going to happen so that we could tie back to that after those resolutions happened. Um, oh, so yeah. uh, so I would want there to be if we do that, I would just want there to be some ability that we could cycle back to prior conversations while we were talking, because there are payoffs there. Uh, I, I think that I would I would love to see. Um, I I think that it should. I mean, it doesn't. I don't know that it has to be formal. What I like in hindsight, you know, if I had my druthers, I every time I called you, we should have just hit record on a. MVP oh yeah, something yeah. Like, and I think that that would be, that would be pretty clutch. I think that would be the way to do it. Um, is because and as you're going through like. If you're I mean, if you're anything like me, um, as you're going through, you're going to be like, I've got to dump this. Like, I've got to download this. I've got to get this off my chest. I've got to figure out what this is in regards to her. Or I can't believe that mother. Like, that's no, yeah. no way. And just being <laughs> able to get that emotion and that, that raw energy and feeling as you're going through it. Because you can be so invested in it um, <clears throat> that, it. I mean, it just really kind of kind of takes you over and you stop and you think there's there's no way no i'm not buying that i'm not buying it and then just being able to be like that can't happen that way like that yeah. was like did i did i read that right and you're like you read that right and you're like no way and then you can just like you spiral into these conversations and um as long as you have a muzzle on palmer i think that listen uh, i did not spoil i did, you did very well um you did very well but again, because every this time is, you were like, has this, oh wait, I, 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 I'm really good about, okay, wait, has this happened? 
Yes. Yeah, like, tell me the last thing that happened, because that would always get me into where in the series he was at, so I knew where not to talk about. Um, right. I, I there were some planned Stephen King style foreshadowings where I would, I would, I would drop a pseudo spoiler, like it, like it was just like, but you're gonna have to read on to get that, you know, like, uh, there, like I, there's one in there where. There's one in this at some point in the series where it's just like, but they would never revisit that conversation because the next time they would have the chance to death would pass between them. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you know, yeah. like, and that's like that, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is it going to be three pages or 300 before that pays off? You don't yeah. know. Yeah. You don't know. Like, but you know it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm coming up. So right now I'm listening to Christine. And so I and I've broke um chronology a couple times for things like it, which comes up pretty soon thereafter. I, I think maybe after Christine, uh, I'll make that my next Stephen King book. And so I'll listen to it and then we can kind of fold this whole start to fold this whole thing in. Are you I gonna, mean, the real part of it, go one to seven though? Are you no, I don't think I well, actually, yes, maybe. But even if I do, that will take me a long time. So I think I understand that, that but I, I, I do suggest listening. If you try to listen to it in the chronology, it's just not going to have the same. There is something to going through it, just Mercy going through it. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, th yeah, I'd be up for that. As and I'm looking I at his chronology, it seems like a good place to, to break away. Cause I've read, so like Christine, it goes Christine, the talisman, which I've never heard of and know nothing about Psycho, the werewolf, which I have wrote read it. short after that comes it, which I have read eyes of the dragon, which I've never heard of. And the dawning of three comes next drawing of three. Yeah. Drawing, excuse me. Yeah. Drawing of three. And then misery, Tommy knockers, dark half. Like those would take me probably a year to do misery, yeah. Tommy knockers and dark half. So I don't think I should. <laughs> so yeah. it feels like a pretty good time. Yeah, I I would just I would just whenever you start it, I would just do the series and get it over with. If, I, you're, going, if you're gonna break it up, I would probably do one two, and then you could take a break, do three four, and then take a break. But then you're in it. I mean, and then yeah, because uh, five six and seven literally are the, are one there's, book. Yeah, there's no there's no real. No the last the last page of five leads to the first page of six. The last page of six leads to the first page of seven. Yeah. But, if any, I feel like I was, I mean, I feel ripped off because of that, because there's so much more, there's still so much more. There's story. time. Yeah. There's, there is time in between there. Yeah. So yeah. Three, three does three rolls right into four as well. Yeah. Uh, and you're splitting it up. That That's a good split up just because that, there are break. That's when the breaks happen. Breaks, yeah, and um, between one and between two and three, three and then four and five. There's a break in their journey that we don't know about, and that's where "Win Through the Keyhole" fits in. Gotcha. And I still say "Win Through the Keyhole" is okay to cycle back to. I don't think, um, don't don't shoehorn that in because it's it's just off it. It doesn't fit in with the. It, it's not a progress to 
it doesn't advance them to the dark tower. It is really just a glimpse at like one of those days that are like a side on the road. Yeah. That are on the road that we didn't get a chance to see. That's what it is, you know, like uh, on their journey that we just weren't a part of. So here's one of those days that you wish you knew about. Here it is. Um, so, cause it takes place in between four and five the gap in between four and five so well this is a very enticing so i think i i i think after christine i might squeeze in fight club quick are you liking christine yeah i like christine i i had seen the movie i love that one one. first actually um when i did john carpenter a few years ago so it it feels reminiscent of that but definitely like really drawn out and, and expanded based on you know just the events of the movie yeah um but uh yeah i'm i'm excited you guys got me got me you know jazz for this and uh it feels like it's coming in a good place in my own kind of stephen king experience and just like just listen to you guys kind of geek out about it without talking about it specifically it's like yeah i want to be a part of this whatever this is yeah <laughs> and yeah. happy conversation and, and there. so and again like there's stephen king fans and then there's dark tower fans in that circle and and dark tower fans are like I'm in the dark tower subreddit and there are so many times where people will be like, I'm on book three and I just need to know is it in like, before I even get a chance to write the comment, the top comment will be like, get the fuck off of this subreddit and go finish the series. And when you're done, come back. Like, don't, you're going to get spoiled. You're going to like, don't, I, that is yeah. probably my only other recommendation is like, don't you're gonna want to know like lost, like what the fuck is going on? What does this mean? What is th- like, I need to know what happens. Yeah. And this is a series that came out 10 years. Like it finished 10, 15 years ago. You'll be able to find that information in 30 seconds with your supercomputer that can fit in your pocket. Right. Just, <laughs> Just let the books stand on their own. Avoid all of that temptation. Get through the books one time and you'll, I, I can't stress this enough. When you get through them the first time, this will, what I'm saying now will make sense. Just let the books be their own thing first once. And then after that first time, you'll want to do it again. I guarantee that. Then go do all the extra stuff while you're doing it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's not like even with the potentially polarizing ending, if you if you for even if you choose to 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 do that. Um oh yeah, because there's a choice. You have a choice. Right. So even even with that, like there's no real like it sounds weird. I don't it's because it's it's kind of weird to say as we just got talking as we've talked for the last 38 minutes on our 40 minute journey here of, <laughs> of not spoiling it. Like there's really, I don't, I don't know. There's really nothing in the sense that you'd want to have spoiled. It's, it's, it's not like there's, I mean, it, ah, it's, it's a, it's its own story and you are pulled into this world and, and you're, you're living a part of it. Um, and it's, you know, you don't, really the only spoiler would be with the potential of the very last 
12 pages. Well, of course. That's like, what that's what I'm trying to like that. There's that, so many stories leading up to it. I I know even but if that's you were the talking about payoff. That. That's the right, but, but that's even, the piece that makes it all worth it. Okay, but so but what I'm thinking is even if you were to get into every little nuance of it up until that last 12 yeah. pages. I don't I don't foresee that. I don't foresee that ruining any part of that adventure. Yeah. Um, because you still are going to be, well, how did they get to that res resolution? How did they get to that result? You're still going to, to have to journey through it to get to that piece. Like, yeah. I, I really can't even think of. Again, and if I, I do all that, will I finally be a gunslinger boy? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God's um, love be on you, boy. Like, <laughs> it's just, there's just uh, that. Like, every time I look to my left, you should be there, pair. I got it. Do you want to throw? We can throw lines back all day. Oh my yeah. God. Like it's coming, but yeah, like I can tell you right now. So we're about to lead up to a break before we talk about unfuck yourself. We've already I'm, started. That. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to tell you right now. I have pulled more lessons that I have applied to my life from the dark tower series than I did from the actual self-help book. Unfuck yourself. Whoa. I'm not trying to shit on unfuck yourself, but there I try. There are things, moral lessons that I'm not trying to say King is a moral educator. I'm just telling you there are stuff that spoke to me in that series that I tried to apply to my actual way I live more so from that series than I did any of the self-help books I've read or gone through. Wow, that's awesome. If a man can't share if a man can't share his vices, then he can't afford to have them. Like that's I used to say that when people would be like, Oh, you got a cigarette to bum? If I can't if I can't afford to bum what like to, to share this with you, then I shouldn't be smoking myself. Like I I like I like and I didn't even know I got that from Dark Tower until one of my like the third or fourth time I was through it, and I was like, that's where I heard that from. Like <laughs> You know, like, uh, yeah. So, fuck. God damn, I love that series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys sold me on it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready now. I think. I the nothing was more. I have to tell you, Double D. Like nothing brought tears to my eyes quick. A lot of things bring tears to my eyes quickly. But one of the things would be getting text messages from you. That's like, thank you for like sharing this with me. Like that. Like. Just to know that somebody related to it the same way that I I, I just think it's impactful. I I, I I try not to oversell it. It's really hard for me to do that though because it means so much to me. Um, and just God damn, is it good storytelling? Even with all of its flaws, I that's the other piece too. You read, so then you go outside of yourself and you start looking at other people, like how other people see it. And even like, even the most like harshest critics are like, yeah, it's still a good story. And the things they critique, you're like, yeah, I, I totally get that. I understand what they're talking about. And I still fucking love it. You know, like it, 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 like it's not a perfect love. I get that. But it's just, God damn, I've never, there are, 
it affects me the same way movies do listening to the series that uh, like it moves me emotionally and it's one of the only books series of books that does that i was talking about it to to some other uh some other people um and like you said you know do you recommend it or don't you recommend it um and if it is the that's a question that's a big question where um you know how many books have you read that you've absolutely loved that you're like oh i wonder if i would recommend that to somebody yeah like that's not the case like if you read a book that you love you're like oh my gosh you got to check this out you know oh i love this book this is great you got to check it out you got to read it you got to and your first instinct is like oh man wow this is this is a tough this is a tough choice am i going to recommend this uh for one like you're asking you're asking somebody to invest a week's worth of listening i mean yeah like yeah. just a massive amount of time um to this endeavor and you don't come by it lightly um you have a vested interest in the characters now you're worried about like okay well what if what if this person doesn't like it like how now what am i going to do how do i react with this person how do i deal with this person and um okay yeah we'll just let bygones be got be bygones or differences be different we can agree to disagree but that's bull you can't like you you gotta be a part of this like you gotta especially if it gets you down to your core like like where i'm saying like morally i have like i took moral lessons from this series that i have i i realize in retrospect i have built into how i live my life and then to share that with somebody and be like yeah that fuck that that's no and you're just like all right all right i guess we're gonna fucking fight now like let's (laughs) you know let you know um yeah it's it, it yeah, it's just you can't you can't just give it to anybody. There's there's a lot. There's just a lot of like fucking hard stuff in it, but just yeah. It's all worth it. Like like you all that pain pays off. And not like it pays off with pleasure. It just like there is a purpose to that pain. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just, it's a series of books that strikes me in no other way that anything else that I've read. And I've read a lot yeah. has ever struck me. And I know oh. that so it's not for everybody. Yeah. yeah but the and people it's for, if you yeah. like, once you know that type of person and you'd be like, Oh, you got to check this out. Cause you like this. Like it's so rewarding then to share it with people who, you know, are going to appreciate it. Um, and yeah. then it gives you one more person to talk to about it. Like I, I literally, my only, my motivation for sharing it with people is so that I can build a network of people that like, all right. So I'm thinking that the, I, I, I got this, I got this dark tower theory. I need to bounce this off of somebody. And I've done that with everybody that I've recommended who has gone through the series. Like I, I know I've done that with double D I've done that with Stan, the man I've done that with, uh, my other buddy that I got to go through the series, um, and you just want to bounce those theories off. It, it, so, yeah, I'm building my network up of Dark Tower fans so that I have people go to people that I can talk about with it. Because if you be, get hooked, you want that. You want that. 
Do you want that ability? It is a it is very talkable, debatable. I mean, my stance changes every time I go through it. Like I change my mind on things every time I go through. Things that I'm just like, once I get through the end, I'm like, yeah, that definitely means that. And then my life moves on and I listen to it again. And I'm like, no, that doesn't fucking mean that at all. It means this. Yep. It definitely means that, you know, and then till the next time I listen to it, I hear something new every time. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm excited. I, yeah, you got, this has been a great like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you call it a commercial or what, but I'm, uh, I'm my pump is primed. I, I have uh, to pee. <laughs> I have I have to, no. I have to pee too, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about unfuck yourself. Why don't we? Why don't we take a piss? We have not. We've we've talked about that. We're going to talk about unfuck yourself. <laughs> I I'm willing. I I want to bet that we. I bet you our conversation on unfuck yourself is shorter than the conversation we had about dark tower and, and, and all three of us have read unfuck yourself. So (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. Well, mostly what, so like this has been an excuse. So, you know, I brought it up because I wanted to engage with the text, but I, and this show has allowed me to do that. So maybe I will just kind of ask you, I'll prompt you guys with kind of selfish questions that will get me what I'm hoping to get (laughs) without necessarily needing to add my two cents. Cause I, I mostly yeah. just want to hear about well, your guys' experience. Yeah. And I, so I believe, it doesn't have to be long. And well, and we want to hear about yours though, too. So uh, I have a few things. Like I made that long document, but there's like a handful of things from yeah. the long document that I starred. They're like, oh, this is particularly good, short, and well, and I, to our I mean I mean, my viewpoint is not is not about unfuck yourself. It's about all the self-help books I've read, is a lot of them are like they they're all about if you approach a self-help book, this is my experience. You need to approach a self-help book as just a, it, it, it gives you justification. Like I'm not the only one that thinks this way. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of them fall short on the like action piece and unfuck yourself is touchy because it tells you like, wait, it's let's all spoil it. Yeah, I want to get this on because I'm going to cut all this out. And, but, okay. uh, but I like that. That's exactly where I'm hoping to come from it. Like, yeah. Not necessarily talk about all the points, but more talk about how, yeah this whole thing is related to because well, i'm interested in your guys experience for very particular reasons and i think palmer you're starting to get it your the reason i'm interested yeah your particular brain about it so yeah well, let's let's let's, let, let's and, let, we got three people watching don't fucking go anywhere right. <laughs> i solve all sure. your problems when we come back we're gonna we're gonna, go. we're gonna unfuck you i'm we're gonna unfuck you by fucking you are you ready to get on fuck are you ready, are you ready to get on fuck and by the way, you flash a piece on the lanes. I'm gonna grab it from your hands and stick it up your ass and pull the trigger until it says click. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's right. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Um, all right. So let's take uh uh let's take 10 and then uh we'll talk unfuck yourself and wrap this up.
camino del desierto El viento me despeina Su aroma de colita No nada, nada de la Ella de lo lejos Una luz en tela La idea de Mezcán Are you working tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> The one thing is, it's kind of not funny, um, but funny is, like, I go in like twice a year to the office, which is not, <laughs> and I have to be there at 8 a.m. No, <laughs> no Man. Oh, a little early, but my my amazing wife was like, "Don't stop talking too late." I was like, "You clearly don't understand what the show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's also it's not me <laughs> it's the other two <laughs> i'll so, endeavor to make this uh relatively short like i said I've, I've engaged with this because of this opportunity um i spent the time that i wanted to spend with the book but i think one of the harder things for me well it's not necessarily hard for me in all respects but something i mentioned i like a lot of what this book posits the way that it posits it it's not necessarily revolutionary information none of this stuff tends to be that way it's just some way to latch on to universal truths that help it to stick a little bit more than yeah. it has previously and so the reason why i wanted to talk about this with the two of you is because i have oh, wait i'm just i'm interested how oh sorry go ahead the palm is back do you want to Oh yeah, I was, I was kind of like, like it into it, but, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to have that not count. No, I was. I was thinking this would count. Um, I was just asking Double D if he had to get up early, and he and he does. <laughs> so okay, so well we're, we're, uh, we we can do that. Let's. I mean, it's a short book. Let's do this in a half an hour. Can we do this in a half an hour? I think yeah. Let's, let's do anything in half an hour. <laughs> well, forty minutes. Though, it it takes forty. It takes forty minutes. We can do this in forty minutes. It takes forty minutes to get to where we're going. So yeah. I'm going to set a timer for half an hour. Yeah, baby. I, I, I think that uh, um, that totally strikes on what I was alluding to before we uh, went on break was that I feel like any of the self help books that I have gone through in my adult life since I have made the that even a goal of mine is to go through self help books is yeah like last year you tried to do a number <sighs> right yeah like a certain amount and that didn't work and uh because though of this point right like you got to yeah yeah and and oh. and it was really like all they really are is affirmation you um they're confirming something you already know uh i find myself a lot through the books being like oh i'm not the only one who thinks that way like all right okay you know um and the action piece still and that's where i feel like the message of this book comes in is where it's like you just get out of the out of your head and start doing and that piece has to come from you there's no book that's going to tell you how to do it because how you do it is very personal yeah and i think for me like i read the book i liked it and it had this lead up to me from hearing about it from double d a little bit and then when you went through your so many books that year this ended up being the one that you brought to like your favorite favorite things of that year yeah so i was like okay i should um I, i'm interested in it i should give it a give it a look see <laughs> or whatever um 
the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Like I picked that one up and I was like, I don't know. I literally said to myself, I'm like, I'm too sensitive for this. This, I don't, I don't want, I don't want this. <laughs> so I put it back. Um, and I don't know. I picked this one up. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure. I don't remember the statement that led me like out of the store with it, but I do know. So just to kind of give a general overview, this, this unfuck, the book is called unfuck yourself by Gary John Bishop subtitled, get out of your head and into your life. And it, it's organized around these seven personal assertions that we can read um, as maybe a little bit of a guide post. I don't think we'll need it though, but I wanted to tell you guys like what, why I wanted to talk about it with you and then basically use this time selfishly <laughs> to, to pick your brains. Um, so I, one of the things that really caught me in the, in the introduction, it says these, this is a quote. I like quotes. Uh, <laughs> uh, says these pages are dedicated to those who experience that self-defeating monologue, the endless stream of doubt and, and subterfuge that limits and taints everyday life. That caught me. That's something I'm having trouble with. I don't think I've had trouble with it my whole life, but it's become a problem for me <laughs> recently. And so that was a bit of a, a hook. Um, and, uh, and then so he says, um, well, also th th there's other thing comes right towards the end. And he says, like, you can become a personal development drone. You know tons of cool shit, but it's made little or no difference in the trajectory of your life. And I was starting to notice that. Like I've been working on a lot of things as I've been discovering these problems as I've aged <laughs> or getting older. And I don't know. I've just been having a harder time being a person, like living life <laughs> without too much like of a heavy heart or whatever. So I'm like, I'm working on it. And I do better sometimes than others. And so I've been looking for these tools to help me. I've gone to therapy. I got to a certain point of that. I stopped. Had it like realized recently I needed to go back. <laughs> and um and when among my first sessions back, I was like, fuck, like I thought I worked through these things. Like I worked my way out of that going there because I was going bi-weekly and then I went uh monthly. And then after a couple months of that, I'm like, I think I'm doing okay. I think I have I came here to have tools and a sounding board to kind of better manage a few things. I felt like I was better managing them. And um and then took a couple months off and now I'm back and it's like, I realize it is some of the same core issues it comes back to anyway. So I just, but I did notice that I was able to make headway on a, some things as I applied myself to them and had some time and space to like work through them. And I, I found reading this book that there were a few things in the way that like it got at it that were helpful to me in terms of like, I could latch on to this. But as I mentioned before, like I couldn't tell you a couple of days ago what some of the core tenets of this book were. <laughs> um, and almost some of the ways that some of the few that I remembered came from like realizing like, oh, Double D kind of has used that language or he's embodied this principle. And he seems to be doing like, okay, <laughs> at least in those moments. So like, or at least as he, anyway, so that's why I wanted to talk about it with you guys. Um, so let me just, that's kind of where I'm coming from and some of what I wanted to to get at or out uh, of this conversation. Because I feel too like I he says something like at the end of the book too that well, don't just read this 
uh, think about it and then go out in, in your life and do the same shit over and over. Apply it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the and basically saying like the only thing separating you from the life that you want is action. And there's also this interesting dichotomy of the things you're the things you think, but then this distinction between you're not what you think and what you do. So, so uh, and uh, so on the uh, here's a great quote: "You are not your thoughts." You are your actions. You are what you do. And your actions are the only thing separating you from where you are and where you want to be. Page 214 of the book. Yeah. I remember Double D saying that you're not what you think. You're what you do. I think yeah. in the episode 50, maybe, where we're talking to Moto, possibly. Yeah. So, Double D, you were the first one to kind of talk about this. What drew you to this book? Um. Well, again, I think it was just something where... I, I think at some point in time, <laughs> um, everybody kind of feels like you need maybe a little self-help. I don't, and for whatever reason, and I took, I, I took some notes and um, I think some, one of the, one of the big pieces is um, everyone has their problems. Like chapter four, the, I got this chapter or whatever. Um, <clears throat> it said, he says that we only see the highlight reels of others' lives while we're constantly reminded about the behind the scenes of our own and the behind the scenes of your own lives are the fights you get in with your spouse are the, are the, the money issues that you have are the job concerns that you have are the stresses that come up or the losses that you have, the personal losses or um, you're going through all of that stuff and that's what you live in, live with and that's what you're living in. And yeah, there's positives and yeah, there's, there's good things that happen too. Um, but when you look outside, all you see is everybody else's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. um, so I just don't know that, that, I mean, at some point in time, everybody has to, I would think everybody has to start to question like, you know, why is my life so screwed up or, or what am I doing wrong? even though everybody else's lives are all doing the same thing. It's just that you're only seeing the, you know, the good things when you just think about it. Like when you, how many times a day do you ask somebody like, Hey, how's it going? And 95% of the time or not or higher. What is the answer? It's, Oh, it's great. Great. Oh, great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. These are awesome. Couldn't be better. Really? Couldn't be better. <laughs> like it could be going really well and it could still be better. Um, so I don't know. I, it was, and again, I had this, I had this amazing, uh, free audible trial subscription, uh, audibletrial.com slash LWSD. Thank you. That's, uh, I was trying to, you know, just trying to pull something from it. And, um, it, again, it's, it's three and a half hours. It was a short read or a short listen, if you will. Um, and it just, I don't know why it just kind of, you know, it kind of spoke to me and it was, uh, you know, un F U asterisk K yourself, um, which, you know, and, and I think that, uh, Palmer earlier in the episode was talking about all the self-help books that have swear words in them and all that good stuff. And, you know, how that's just some, some way to, to kind of pull you in, but it pulled me in. Um, and then, uh, I started listening to it and oh my gosh, uh, I don't know. Are we, or are we going to get flagged if we listen to like a 15 second? No, no, I don't think so. No. All right. So let's take a look. So, and if this doesn't draw you in, like, I don't know. I just thought this, this was like six minutes into the, into the reading here. So I won't ask you to tell yourself you're a tiger as a way to unleash your inner animal. 
Firstly, you're not a tiger. And secondly, well, you're, you're not a tiger. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't know. That's the first clip I've heard, actually. I read it um, as the book book. And uh, I've, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. So you're listening to the Scots, to the Scotsman, and he's like, if you're easily offended, just stop now. He's like, re-gift it to somebody who's, who's willing to, you know, to buckle down and, and go through it. Um, and I, I apologize for butchering the Scottish That's accent. Pretty, that was actually pretty good. I thought it was, uh, it was all right. It was good. Um, but I just love that, that piece. And, um, my wife is, who is absolutely just amazing and has been such a, oh my gosh, such a positive influence and, and help to me in just my day-to-day -day life. Um, she constantly says like, don't talk bad about yourself. Like, don't talk negative. And like one of the first chapters, and I, I take some notes and, and I guess I can kind of try to piece through them um, a little bit, but um, it's the, you know, positive self-talk, whereas your perception is your reality. And, and that's something that we talk about all the time is your perception is your reality. It's like when you, when you look at these people that support uh, certain political figures and you're like, how the, how, how can this person support that well that's that's their perception and that then becomes their reality so you can't argue logically with this person because they're not using logic um what they perceive is their reality so when you sit there and, and you drop something like whatever like you drop a bottle cap or you do something and you're like oh my god i'm so clumsy no you're not like you're not clumsy you just drop the bottle like it, you changing that that perception um it's like retraining your brain one word at a time uh don't say i'm so stupid and it happens all the time um and you know 90 95% of the conversations that you have every day are conversations you have with yourself and so 95% of your conversations, you're telling yourself you're stupid, you're worthless, you're not. And you may not be saying, I'm stupid. You can't I, do this. You can't yeah. do this. Oh, Who this, do you think you are? Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this job is so hard. Oh, my yeah. God. I've never. I'll you are never. so unprepared to do this. Like, you are not right. qualified for this at all. I just right. say that every day. Every I spend so much of my day saying that to myself. So it's just that, you know, that this is just something where it brings it up. It I'm not up. living unfuck yourself, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really hard to apply, but I'm encouraged by what I experienced over the last year and some other where I got to the point in therapy where like the reason I was there, I was like, I think like I'm feeling OK. Like I feel it like, now. Because the whole idea is like with that or what I was experiencing, like you create neuro, new neural pathways. You right. see different ways forward and you can kind of retrain your brain or behavior, if nothing else, right. over time. And um, that was encouraging to me. And I think that's why some of this really resonated with me as, as possibilities. But I haven't been able to integrate it very well yet. And I feel like talking to you, Double D, like when, when you said the thing about like how you doing – a lot of times on the show, when when we've we talked to you, you're like love and life, and I'm like how, huh? and 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 then reading this book, it's a, a lot of it is just like you just part of it is you just decide to say that, and so part yeah. of me wonders like is that you 
pre this book or post this book or like, I don't know. Uh, I, I just feel like you seem to embody a lot of these practices. And so I'm wondering if you have consciously done that through this or if it's just helped you kind of remember to do those things that you might be naturally inclined towards. Um, probably, probably the latter. Um, but it's like the, the idea, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, yeah. you know, that there, there's a lot that goes into that. And, um, you know, when, when people that, that you talk to that are positive and that have a tendency to be upbeat for some reason, like you quite often you, you find yourself drawn to those types of people compared to the people that are just like, wah, wah, like yeah. just this constant, you know, buzzkill or downer where they're like, you know, all they do is tell you about all the problems that they have. And that's not to say, why do you... I have friends? <laughs> How do I have friends? <laughs> uh, because Dave and I are good people. Um, yeah, that's, that. that's truth. But I, I, that's Best what's sort truth. of interesting to me too, Palmer though, is that I, um, prior to this podcast, I, I don't think I realized as your friend that you struggled as much as you might with some of these things because outwardly you projected so much, confidence and ease with yourself confidence maybe is not the right word but like i sometimes i, I don't I know, know why who I, but am. I, I think about it like that, yes i i that, think that's my that biggest is so dream. appealing like, I, I know who i am and i just i don't care <laughs> what you think about that because <laughs> i'm all i'm doing is satisfying me it's a very uh ash called me and we were in a fight a couple weeks ago and she called me a narcissist and all I could think of was Tony Stark. And I'm like, I'm not Tony Stark. And, uh, but then I mean, but I am kind of Tony Stark a little bit. Uh, yeah. That's ways of that though. Like it's people that are self-possessed might be a better word. So sometimes that perhaps can veer toward too much towards one thing, but people who are self-possessed, if you think of like of a Jack Nicholson or something like that, like, yeah, like he, he got like, man, I, I see him as the ultimate Palmer. Like he, he gets paid to be him all the time. If he's in a movie, if he's just like on the red carpet, he gets paid. He's known for being himself. Jack Nicholson's like that. There's a slew of actors that are like that. And I think a lot of people can be that way. Like when I was uh, active in music, a, a lot of what I was trying to learn how to do was like, be on stage and be comfortable because if I was comfortable on stage, then the audience would be comfortable. And it's like this whole kind of yeah. system that's created. I just saw um, book smart last night, which is a R rated comedy about two teenage girls. It's like a sort of a modern female super bad, you know? Yeah. But the two leads are intoxicating and they're not traditional sort of, movie leads young women but they are so self-possessed and in support each other to such an extent that you're drawn in they're the heroes because they see themselves in each other that way yeah so I think it, you know in, the, in good friendships it can be like that but it, and, and and that can play into the highlight reel though like you see other people and like how like i'm projecting that on you double d and, and you palmer like these moments when you are self-possessed and I feel like, Oh, that's so great. I wish I could, you know, feel that way or be that way. And what's funny is like, you find that endearing in me. And those are sometimes the moments that I like, I beat myself up over, over and over and over again and carry with me and like find the hardest to let go. 
are those moments that where I'm just like, man, you were just this self-serving, <laughs> pompous asshole. And then like people are like, oh man, it's so cool when you did that. And I'm like, man. And then I'm at home just like rocking in a chair, like, man, you got to get this shit under control because you're going to die lonely if you don't like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's so conflicting sometimes. Um, cause I'm beating myself up over it. And then, and then people are like, oh no, that's like, I don't see myself as confident at all. You know, <clears throat> I see myself as very like apathetic. Like I, I just like, yeah, this is just who I am. And I have zero motivation to change it. You know, uh, <laughs> that a few things in the book though. And, and double D I, I know it's hard to find and You look like you want to say something now. So let me let you say that before I oh, continue because I'm sure I'll just piggyback on you, but, but feel like raise your hand, whatever you got to do. <laughs> Cause I want to hear from you, but, oh, so one of those things, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll read these seven personal assertions just in case they spark something. I think it's this one actually, Paul, that I was thinking about, I am willing. So it's this idea yeah. of what you're willing to accept. And I think part of that, there's stuff in there that's like really li like li really liberating this idea that Yeah. And and part of what I'm looking for from you guys is things that I can latch onto through how I care. Like, do you use Flora Cash, like that song you shared last week? Yeah. I, I don't I don't latch on to new music very well. I need a hook. I need a reason to care whether it's something I know about the musicians. Or whether yeah. something I so you offered me a hook into that song that I, I eventually bought it on iTunes. Like um, really? Yeah. Wow. And oh man. Feel like that has a kind of a thing about music that bugs me. <laughs> like us, but I'm not gonna tell you because I don't want you to be bothered by it or even hear it. But I was able to through you get a connection to it, then now it means something to me too. So that's yeah. probably what I want to know about selfishly about your experience with some of the ideas in this book is so, I okay. like so, personalize it so that I can integrate it into my own life because <laughs> I, I like the ideas, but anyway. so I have the, uh, I have up a list of just like the main, so like I am willing, I'm wired to win. I got this. I embrace the uncertainty. I'm not my thoughts. I am what I do. I'm relentless. I expect nothing and accept everything. These are all like main, these are the main things the book is trying to get across. Right. And, uh, I double D like really is touching on the, the self talk as he dubs it. Right. Yeah. And in and, and keeping this positive thing, I don't know. I, I, if I was going to see a counselor, it would be for the skills to change that self-talk because I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I don't know how to be doubtful. That doubtful thing is like how I keep searching through this stuff. You know, um, if I, if I'm doubting how he's I waving. do that, right. I, I yeah. know he's waving. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it starts right now. It starts. I mean, and it, that's something where, um, and even, like, even further down or whatever, um, it, it is right now. You have to take 100% responsibility for how you yeah, yeah. you're going forward. So what that is, though, but what that is, is you just said, I don't know how to to, to quit the negative self-talk. Every time you say something negative, just stop. 
It's just that. Yeah, it's I, I, no, 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 no. I get it. I get. It. No, I get that. And that's the pieces of this book that speak to you. The the ones that speak to me is like, I am what I do. Yeah, action steps. This, that's one the, of the things yeah that, action right? steps. Like this this book spoke to me at a point in my life where I realized I was getting more. I was getting enough satisfaction of fantasizing about things I wanted to do. I was getting the satisfaction from those so that I didn't have to do them. And then I was like, well, that's just bullshit. Like that's, that that's, that's empty calories uh, emotionally, you know, like that's, uh, you gotta have some kind of action behind that. And just as I was coming to that epiphany is when this book finally was, <coughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm dry. Double D had already recommended this book, like you know, years before, <laughs> and I then Double D's lips. <laughs> Sorry, just as I was coming to that epiphany, is when this book came. I finally got through this book, and I am not my thoughts. I am what I do. Like, like that's been a big that's has translated into a big piece of the growth that Ash and I have done in our relationship. Like we, it's put up or shut up. Like. You can talk till you're blue in the fucking face, but until you finally do it, it that doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, so that really spoke to me. And the I the I am relentless, like that really got me too. Like, don't just just keep fucking pushing until you're satisfied. Because you're here's the thing: this is the trick. Only you know when you're satisfied. And the world is not going to just keep trying to satisfy you. Like they're going to, it's all about path of least resistance, right? So if the world can get a buy on just like appeasing you, that's what it's going to do. You have to like fight for the satisfaction. Um, and that whole idea of like you're wired to win. Like yeah. We will make things true. So if we have negative self-talk and we tell ourselves bad stories about ourselves internally like we'll find ways to make that true so if like you're stuck yeah. you're you you're you're like uh spinning your wheels they're like what he's like what are you trying to prove right about that that what you're not worthy or that it doesn't matter if you try or like those things those are kind of interesting like this idea that we're wired to win if our minds are set to it so make sure we set our minds on something we truly want yeah <laughs> I thought that was very fascinating yeah, I think, and probably the most important piece, I think that like the other pieces kind of fall into place behind this is that that first mindset of I am willing or I am not willing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like with Palmer, if we were to ask you, you know, what what are your smoking stats? Um, You know, and whether you, you don't know, have to reinstall that app to figure out that, you know, you've saved um, or you've not spent what is like how much have you not spent how many cigarettes have you not smoked i haven't smoked uh 1800 200 one wait no that's not 1000 no wait. shit oh i haven't smoked 18000 cigarettes uh, 18000 cigarettes yeah oh, shit since so since i so, quit smoking i have and i have saved how much have you not spent on cigarettes Fifty four hundred dollars, almost fifty five hundred dollars. 
Okay, so like I guess what it comes down to is, and and maybe this can help, kind of a, I don't know, buy this eighteen thousand cigarettes. That's insane. Um, so for all of you people out there, and thankfully I, I've not uh, been in that situation where I've had to quit smoking. Um, never took it up. Um, but if you have, and I'm sure Palmer will relate, like do whatever, take whatever steps you need to take the the patch, the the gum, the the meetings, the whatever. To Read stop. the books, like do thousand cigarettes. You've not and if you smoked. failed fourteen times at quitting, try the fifteenth time. And so, if that doesn't work, go to sixteen. Like, so if you look back at that, then because you'd tried quitting before. Oh yeah, bunch of times. So you have no idea how many last cigarettes I smoked. Right. Yeah. What was the piece that? you finally were able to tell yourself that you were willing or that you were not willing. Like, how did you quit? Because I know that the gum helps. I know that the, you know, that the groups help, but they're not there when, when they're, when it's time to pick up a cigarette or when you're pumping gas at the gas station, those people weren't there to keep you from going in and buying that pack of cigarettes. Uh, so what is it that you had in your mind that was saying, were you saying, I am, I am not willing to be a, 40 year old smoker. I'm not willing to be uh or was it I am yeah. willing? I I I think it was just like I, th I honestly think it was like the biggest thing was I am done with this. Like I'm ready. I'm willing to be done with this. Just get it over with and let let's just not do it anymore, you know. Right. Right. I didn't but I the joy I don't know, like the the joy meter finally the the scale tipped in the other direction. Like it was more fun not to, right? You just finally made the decision for yourself. It was that whole thing, yeah. Willingness to like, yeah, I, I just don't want this anymore. I literally, yeah, but no one could decide it for and, you. And you just yeah, it, and all the time. And what was so funny was like that time felt different than all those other times where I was like, this is the last cigarette I smoked, you know. So I, I know it sounds cliche, but you'll, I, I don't know. You would like, there is a mindset to that. I am willing. And when you are, you're like, yeah, I'm going to twist off the butts of these like 16 cigarettes. You know, I'm going to twist the butts off of the cigarettes Cancer. so I can't smoke them. Cancer merchant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and throw Dude, them works. away. And, uh, I'm, I'm I'm just going to do that and that's okay cuz I'm done with this, you know. And it felt I can say I the, I I mean I can still picture that whole thing. It just felt different than the other times where I said this was my last cigarette. Okay, so and the thing about I think the the thing about this book on fuck yourself is that there is no and and this is where I think what you were mentioning. This is where all self-help books fall short is the action steps is how do you get there but how can how can this guy write to you to convince you that that was your last cigarette oh no that's that's totally my point like that's that's where a good like you can't go into a, a self-help book looking for the solution you go to a self-help book for affirmation there's a, a line in it too where it's like confirmation you know uh, like it is oh man i hope i can find it quickly um oh shit but it's something like you can't look for the solution basically 
the punchline to it is you are the solution. And I, yes. I have found that to be most true. Like I went to therapy before when I was going through divorce and it did me no good because I had a yeah. terrible attitude, but it's helped me recently because it was all about me. Like I went in there not expecting, I will joke with my therapist. I'll be, I'll go rattle off shit and I'll be like, all right, fix it. I say it every time. I'll fix it. Right. <laughs> she just laughs because obviously that's not how it works. But I am that variable, you know, like I am the one who can make that change in my life. And I, I'm the one who's taking control of those sessions to basically use her as a sounding board, as a smart person to be like, tell me like, what are you hearing from what I'm telling you? Right. But in all of those, like, it, it really comes down to a fundamental willingness to change, I feel like. Uh, but it's hard to... And I've always said... That's with, the first step, but I think there's a lot of things that can be hard about... Like the negative self-talk, you can't just... Like with cigarettes, it's physical. Oh shit, there's the timer. <laughs> I've, no, the no but, but even with the self-talk though, with cigarettes, like I still say... I tell people who are like, oh, I wish I could quit. You won't until you're ready to. And until you're truly ready, when you're like, this is fucking stupid. Why do I do this? And then you still have a year after that of like debating it before you're going to probably be truly ready. And only you know that. And I think that that's where um, this book does a great job of acknowledging that. I'm not going to take you to the solution because again, like you said, you're the solution. Like I'm going to confirm your thoughts. I'm going to, I'm going to give some, I'm going to define some nebulous concepts that you might be struggling with. I, that's the other piece that I think self-help books really where you're just like, how do I articulate what I'm feeling right now? And then you hear it and you're like, yes, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, that like satisfying, like it's like an orgasm where you're just like, yes, that is exactly what I mean. That's how I would say it. Thank you. Like I yeah. felt that a lot when I went through this. Uh, book. Yeah. I recognize a lot of that, but I think for me, I need, I think they're even beyond that. Not all of them. They're all just kind of universal truths spun in an in, in, in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah. And I think with this one, I'm uh, still like I need to spend that time. There's there's a couple things uh, toward the end where he's like encouraging you to um, kind of engage with it more. Like like I, we are now that, that I have a, this like take the I, time to make the time I think he he says like you know it's all like cliches but there's only one quote out of the billions that I think would be worth reading because I, I thought about it when you were both talking earlier it seemed to kind of it's it's kind of motivating it's a little like rah rah but I, I don't know it's a good one to go out on so towards the end of the book in the wrap up he says if you want your life to be different you have to make it happen all of the thinking or meditating or planning or anti anti and excuse me or anti anxiety medication in the world isn't going to improve your life if you're not willing to go out and take action and make changes yeah. you can't sit around waiting for the right mood to strike or for life to play out the way you want it to nor can you rely on positive thinking alone to transform things for the better you have to go out and do uh, 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 that's a very interesting there's a lot to get into in this book that we only scratched the surface of um but there's a, there's like this whole component about training your mind and the self-talk 
Um, but also this idea of like, you're not your thoughts. You have to take action. So uh, it's very worthwhile. And I think in my revisiting, in my like um, the little bit that I was able to finally accomplish with the book, it was very, because at first I was like, man, I, I, this book, like you, I'm like, I can't remember one fucking thing from it. And then when I finally did, I was like, man, that's where action steps came from. It was like, stop fucking talking about it and let's do it. Like, what's it going to take to do it? Let's, let's map that out. And I feel, I feel like that came from this book that came from this idea of, of it's you can think all you want but until you do it's not going to mean anything you know and also that the doing will start to change your thinking i think that's kind of where that thing comes full circle and i have experienced a little bit of that so i have a quote that i i actually wrote a note like a an i note ah. or when i was listening to this awesome. you should you should dip in and out of it as much as you like Use this book up. Troll through the words for what you need to make the difference in your life until its pages are tired and weary from your appetite for change. Like shit, you did that without knowing you'd read it on a podcast someday. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah. When I went through the the audiobook, like I I remember replaying that so I could get that quote exactly. Like, oh, that's awesome. There's somebody I, I, I'd love to do in gymnastics there. <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. Oh, that was, I was just going to say that there's just, there's, there's something to the affirmation of not making these life changing decisions. Um, because so often when you quit on a diet or when you quit on this new workout regime or when you, um, quit on the the spending or the smoking or the drinking or whatever your vice is or whatever it is that you're trying to get this help this self-help book through is there's that that downward spiral right that depression of oh i'm so worthless i'm so stupid i knew i don't even know why i try to quit because i always go back to it anyway and like i just i really feel like this book has an opportunity to to talk to you and say it's okay you just weren't willing at that time. Like you quit, you tried quitting 14 times. So be it. You know, for 14 times, you weren't ready to quit. You weren't willing to give yeah. that up and be okay with that. Like it's okay that you don't have six pack abs or like yep. the story of, yeah, we'd all want to be a, you know, yeah, we all want to be a millionaire or whatever, but do you really want to, instead of sitting down on the couch with the bride and, and watching, game of thrones right and are you willing to give up that time to put more time in at the office an hour and 15 minutes away um you know so that you to can become a millionaire yeah to like, become that millionaire no you're not and but then that's okay but then don't yeah. put yourself in that downward spiral of then when you see a, a you know a ferrari or something on the road where you're like man i wish i had a million dollars it's so funny because like so much of these things like as we're talking about it i'm like yeah i really embrace some of this shit like i'm just you know uh, uh we are we are uh, he's kissing to his beautiful wife um my date tonight is getting a little <laughs> a little sleepy uh 
I've got like notes to go through. Like I'm, I'm. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I have I my own know. notes. So, all right, take the burn. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't need them. I, I, I have mine. <laughs> I want to know yours. <laughs> you don't need mine. <laughs> yeah, um, hit me with yours, please. All right, I just kind of pulled through, and and I went through with the mindset of, okay, this is something like maybe worth worth talking about, worth discussing. Um, Palmer read through like the list of affirmations. Um, the chapter two, I am willing. And man, I just think that the rest of the book is based on this, but it's, you are 100% responsible for what you do now. And that's like, so if, if some experience or some tragedy occurs, that's out of your hands, the loss of a loved one, lo losing a job shuts down, whatever the case is, car accident. Yeah. You, okay. You may not have had a piece of that, or you may not have been in hundred percent control of that, but what you are in a hundred percent control of is what you do with that now. So be okay with that and take that on and say, okay, well, I'm going to make the decision to be in charge of this. Um, every time you add the, but you turn yourself into the victim. Well, I'd like to do it, but just forget that. Like it, it's, it's okay that you're not willing to do it. Don't, right. don't say you want to, but, well, I'd like to have six-pack abs, but, man, I just can't get out of bed. You know, I just I just need that eight hours of sleep. But go to bed at, at, at 9 o'clock so that you can, you know, you can get up at 5 in the morning. Yeah. Or I, be I, okay I like with that. that you, like, sleeping in instead of, yeah, like, that's like part sleeping of in is more important than six-pack abs. Like, just just acknowledge that. Like, be yeah, like, I would yeah. much rather sleep in in the morning than have six-pack abs. And then you can get rid of all that, like, pressure. An right. effort to divert to other things in your life. Exactly. Yeah, those are means but, to find peace. I, I I recognize that as well. Like, what do you? Because I had trouble with that. Like, what do I really want? I I remember the very few moments about that sort of thing. But I used to go. There was a series of concerts here in Northfield. Um, with this that I really wanted to play. There were like these small intimate rooms, and I was like, if I. So when I moved here, I'm like trying to get a sense of things. I'm like going to all this stuff. But I'm going to all of it in the hopes that I can someday be a part of it, play in front of the audience instead of be a part of the audience. And at a certain point, I was like at my, I don't know how many I went to. I was at one of them and I was like, I hate this music. <laughs> I had to leave the bride on the couch. I like, I was just not happy at all. And I just realized like, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is yeah. going to, this is how you. And that's how it worked for me with the music thing that I wish I had more peace of, about that. Uh, I feel like I should because I made those choices very deliberately. Like, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. But I had to accept that not doing this means that. And I don't think that's what I struggle with. That's not like why I'm going to therapy or struggling as much as I am uh, right now. It's not necessarily that. But it's just a, that's a thing I can quantify. Because I I realized those choices in the moment, as I was making them, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like this Facebook thing of playing this game. Like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want it. I don't care what I think it's going to get me. I don't like it. Right. And um, and those things have repercussions. And I think you have to. So that all made a lot of sense to me. Like this idea of willing, like that whole thing of willing too. Like and being cool with it. Like being like uh, yeah what you just said the whole thing about sleep or whatever like and the but the trick of it is like don't beat yourself up about that yes, element right. that's hard right. sometimes yeah. 
But yeah, it's yeah. it's liberating if you can embrace it. It doesn't have to be negative. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, no. and that's the whole thing. It doesn't have to be negative. Stay positive. Don't get down on yourself that you may have eaten an entire pizza after your podcast. So weigh it. Like it's okay. Like because that's what you wanted to do. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I do. That's right. right. Don't uh, beat yourself uh, up late then and be like, oh man, I cheated on my diet. Forget the diet. Like. You're not willing to do that at this point. Do yeah. what you're willing to do. And he wrapped it up like reaching for the stars with short arms. Um, you know, like you're not you're not really willing to put yourself out there. I'm just gonna yeah. try to try to get to it. So um then the I I'm wired to win for chapter three as it goes down through. Um, your future is not the answer to the problems in the present. I think yeah. that's I like that. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um yeah, just that mindset of you know, don't, don't ground yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't, it all comes back to like, don't make it more than it needs to be. If you're willing to do something, um, do it for well, the reason that you need to. Yeah. And you need to, you need to address now, like be present, right? Solve those problems that are here now. So you can get to that future. You, you want like, that because that future you you want isn't going to fix any of the problems you have now like right. until you do it like like you got right. it backwards if you think like oh if i was that person i wouldn't have these problems no right. that person solved those problems that's right that's yep. what you got to do absolutely chapter 4 the i got this um and this one is i think that this is uh, and this may come back to what you were talking about before, Dave, when you're like, when I ask you, you know, like, how are you doing and those kinds of things. Um, everyone has their problems, right? And if if everyone put all their problems into a big pot, most people would be content just taking their own back and leaving. Ah, that's not in the book, but that's excellent. Oh, that is definitely in the like. Is I, it? I, I, oh, that's yeah. not. I maybe I shouldn't seize upon it. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> it, it's the chapter four. Um, okay. It's where it's and I don't know if it was Epictetus or or uh, oh, whoever. Epictetus is a lot. Yeah, a lot. No, he's in there quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's the you know it's this idea of you know yeah I have problems of course but put it into perspective like I mean. Right now, it's, I mean, it's 11.50 East Coast time or whatever. Um, I'm sitting in my home uh, with power, with, you know, the means to, to do a podcast with, with two amazing individuals from, you know, across the state and across the multi-states. Um, we've had... Handsome, you know, self-possessed, confident. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing, we're loving life. <laughs> um really what is it that i'm you know what really is going that bad that right i'm gonna be like oh woe is me you know i had i had i had salmon burgers and when salad. did america stop being great like <laughs> like where, where is this great america like where, where what's the what's the year of marcation like like <laughs> that's when it stopped being great right like yeah same thing so so you know how are you doing i am i am all things considered i'm doing wonderfully like i don't have yeah. you know, i don't have medical expenses i get up and 
you know, I have an amazing supportive wife. I'm a white man. I'm like, I'm a white man. Yeah. How bad could that be? (laughs) All everything else considered, like that's, you know, that's, oh, so just, and then that, this is also where it talks about, you know, we only see the highlight reels um, of other people's lives. Well, we're constantly reminded of, oh my gosh, my wife pissed me off or, uh, I can't believe my kids did this or, oh my gosh, I backed into the trash can on my, uh, if only my, you know, my wife would have brought that in. Yeah, I know. I know. Fucking would. dog would go around the block. Like, or take a dump for crying out loud. Yeah. Late, for goodness sakes. So, um, I don't know. I, I just think that, that keeping that positivity, um, and reaffirming that to yourself, it's just really important. Um, Embracing on the uncertainty. Uh, this was something that, and this is something where when I, I actually used the book um, last last year, I was struggling um, quite a bit, and I was I was trying to figure out the best way to handle a situation at work. Um, and it's the it's the Teddy Roosevelt quote, which is, I thought is spectacular. In any moment of decision. The best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Mm. And I had to go way out of my comfort zone. Um, and, and I reached out to some people. I made some phone calls to some people that, uh, man, I don't know that I would have done just on my own. My wife was exceptionally supportive um, and helped me gain that confidence in the uncertain of what could potentially happen. Um, and I'm sure as a result of that, that's kind of what led me to this uh, this big promotion. Really? Um, awesome. Know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that was, <laughs> that was incredible. And, and along with like what Palmer said about, you know, that, that both Dave and I had mentioned that, you know, we found, I don't know, find so attractive or, or so appealing is um, in that same, in the same chapter, it talks about abandon the notion that other people's opinions matter. Yeah. Be willing to be judged by others. So many times it's like, Oh my gosh, I just, I don't want to put myself out there. I always relate a story. Like when I was in, in high school, my junior year, my, I'm sorry, my freshman, and my sophomore year were awful. Like just miserable. I felt like I was, as everybody, I would assume most teens do, just kind of feel outside or you're, you're struggling with who you are. And then I, I would go to all the after game dances, and but I would just stand there because I couldn't dance. And then by the time I realized, like as a junior and a senior, I was like, nobody knows how to dance. We nobody. all <laughs> yeah. we all dance like you know, like Elaine, like yeah you know so but she's the one that's having fun out there so if other people have a problem with that that's other people's problems it's not my problem anymore and so i just i don't know i don't i just was so my jokes are for me i i make my jokes to make me laugh if anybody else laughs beyond that it's a bonus bonus Yeah. yeah Yeah. bonus yep yeah. be willing to be judged by others and man, that is just man if i can pass nothing on to my nothing else on to my children i just want to be able to pass that on like don't 
live your life for other standards. Like live your own life. Yeah. Be okay if people think you're crazy or stupid or nuts or whatever. Like think of the people that, you know, we're looking at the Wright brothers or <laughs> any number of anything. Anyways, um, chapter, th- we have to hit this one. Chapter six is I'm not my thoughts. Um, changing your mindset. And I wrote this down and I, Dave, I hope that you did too. Changing your mindset is like turning a battleship. It takes time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if I did. I was like, I don't need to write that. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That is awesome. That would be one of our first t-shirts if ever we have one. (laughs) Um, And that, I don't know. Just having support. If you, if you, if you have that support in place of somebody that can just be okay with you taking that time to, turn that battleship to turn that ship around right um yeah negative self-talk it's something that you've been doing for your whole life and trying to get out of that yeah neuroplasticity and and brain research is amazing and i oh my gosh there's tons of books i could go into about that stuff but i just just that mindset of it's you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna goof up but it takes a long time to turn that ship around it takes more than just like, oh, I'm going to do this now. And, and tomorrow, everything's going to be great. No, it's not tomorrow. It's two years from now. Like, yeah. you have to be relentless. Be yeah. relentless. Rel- I, I think what I was getting from that, too, is like, you only have to be focused on the, the very next step. You can't look to that future as yeah. your motivation. It has to yeah. be moment that, by moment. And let it I, be I a goal, that. I feel like is the message. Like that's that that's not the means to get there. That's your goal. Like that's what you're working for. So what's the next thing to get there? What's the next thing you have to do to get there? Yep. Um and, and yeah. then I mean last of course be relentless and just kind of touched on that. But then expect nothing except everything and I don't know why, and I, I don't want to crap on millennials. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with a lot of different ones. But You're the, a millennial, by the way. The experience that I have with... Oh, I'm not a millennial. Oh, no, you're Gen X, aren't you? Thank you, yeah. 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 Don't yeah. throw me into that group. I'm, on I'm, the, a, I'm, a, I'm a millennial. But I so. do not seem to relate to a lot of millennial things. But nonetheless, you're going somewhere, and we can't just discount them. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> The, the people that the millennials that I interact with and not, I don't, I don't want to stereotype. Um, it's just the, the accept, expect nothing and accept everything. I just feel like they've got accept like to, to, nothing. to accept everything, like expect everything. Sorry. Not, not accept nothing. Accept expect everything, everything and yeah. accept nothing. Like that's, right. they have it reversed. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they have it nothing is good yeah. enough because I want it all. Like, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I should have a job paying $40 an hour. You just graduated high school. You have no experience. <laughs> you have no training yeah. and no education. I know, but that's, you know, I can't live on $10 an hour. The, that, well, see, and that's the message. That's the message though is like, we th- we live in a world where the w- the wages that you start out at are not enough to live on though, and they were ten years ago. They were twenty years ago. They're not now. I'm still living in your parents' basement. Oh well, 
yeah, I mean, but still, they're living in their parents. Yeah, but we can go. I mean, we can get yeah. down. I mean, we can go down that. Or even so, no, I'm, I'm saying so I'm not trying to argue with you, but I get you. I get the you. idea of expecting everything. Don't expect everything. Yeah, we, we have this conversation with our kids so many times where we're like, "Hey, pick that up," and they're like, "Well." I shouldn't have to pick that. I picked that up for so-and-so yesterday. They should pick it up for me. I said, wait a minute. Don't do something because you want something in return. Right. Don't expect anything else. Do it because that's like they accepted that from you because you picked up their toys yesterday or you put away their clothes yesterday. They accepted that. And that's great. They can accept that from you. But then don't expect that in return. If you're doing it, if you're doing something because you expect something in return, you're doing it for the you wrong the reason. Point. Yeah, you missed because the point. Because you can only control yourself. You yep. can't control what somebody else is going to do. Oh, I know, but but I stayed late. I helped you with that project. Yeah, thanks for that. I've got a ball game I'm going to tonight. Deuces. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> don't be disappointed. Don't don't all of a sudden think like, oh, that's bull. I can't believe that guy did that to me. Why not? Yeah. Like, believe that. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Expect nothing but accept everything. Ah, uh, it's just, and if that's just that mental mindset of, yeah. Oh, I guess I do. I mean, I set myself up for failure by thinking that so and so is going to do something just because I did something for them. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's so good because if you, if you look at it and can just pull these ideas into your life and just all it takes is just two or three things. Um, like think of the things that you would like your wife to do that, that they don't do. And then think how many times have I clearly articulated that I would like that to happen? Right. Right. Well, why are you expecting it? Without just coming out and clearly just say it, yeah, communicate. Yes, just communicate. Like, just come out and say, yeah. look, you know, I, I had something recently happen with the bride where we were, we got into a sub substantive argument that was kind of a problem for like more than a day. Like, it kind of lingered because it was, it cut a bit deep. But it was, she was just like, if you, like, you could have just said this hurt my feelings instead of d doing this other thing that you did, where essentially I kind of lashed out in a passive aggressive way, even though I didn't necessarily know I was even doing that. Yeah. And I, I caught myself in the moment. She said that I was like, Oh, you are totally right. Yeah. <laughs> but that will, that recognizing that and articulating that will take a sea change in my brain. And yeah. that's among the, the things that I, yeah, like why I need this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it takes a long time to turn a ship around. It does, yeah. Well, and again, that comes, in my opinion, that comes back to the affirmation part. Like good self-help books are really going to be like, see, you're not the only one thinking this way. You know, like, and this is all common sense. I And that's the message I feel like I'm getting from you too, Double D, is like, this, is, this all makes sense. Like it's all laid out in a very logical path and this makes sense to me. And I think that uh, uh, any logical person is going to read this and be like, yeah, but I think having it written in a book that somebody got published 
and maybe this is the part for like the personal part for me, like that's like, okay, well then that validates my thoughts, you know? And so now I can move on. I can do all these things that the book talks about because it's been validated because somebody actually was able to like make a living off of the same thoughts that I'm having, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I like about most of the art that I hold dear is like it, it, it validates my experience in some way. It makes me feel less alone. I like a lot of like kind of or, or very dark <laughs> art, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it has a positive effect on me. One of the nicest things uh, I ever heard about my own uh, music was someone, uh, uh, a secondhand relayed comment was something like, Oh, he says what I, he says the same thing I, I think or feel. I just didn't necessarily have those words to say it. And uh, yeah. like, oh man, that's great! Like, that's all I want, and and the other, and and anything really. It's just to know that I'm not alone, and <laughs> to help yeah. kind of commiserate, and then, yeah, kind of contextualize my own experience. And this has been very helpful in that regard. Talking about this with with you guys, thank you. I will tweet out my uh, my entire eleven page distillation of quotes from the. Uh, I, the the book i thought about reading the ones i starred today but even that would take too long so i'll tweet that out at, at lwsd on twitter uh, and feel free to uh engage there or send us an email at lwsd pod and again uh, uh if if any of our talk on uh unfuck yourself or any of the dark tower books if you want to start the gunslingers uh with with the gunslinger yeah uh, we're gonna have a o- side series on that soon yeah, head over to uh, uh, audibletrial.com slash LWSD and uh, sign up for a free Audible trial and you can download the... I, I I highly recommend the audio version of Unfuck Yourself just because it's read by the author. I like any audio book that's read by an author because you're going to hear it in the voice they wrote it with in their head. And he's um, Scottish. And he's Scottish. He's got a... And, it's the kind of Scottish you can understand. It's not like, yeah, it's not that Scottish. It's the Scottish. It's like the, 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 the legible Scottish, I should say. So yeah, it would be a good, good, good audio book. And like double D said, it's only like three and a half, it's like three and a half hours long. You can get through it in a good project that, that's how I got through it. I was down in the woodshop and got through it in one day in the woodshop. Yeah. Uh, I, I will. I, I do certainly agree with you, Palmer, in, in regards to action steps and how they're, I mean, there's really not a whole lot in the way of action steps. Uh, yeah. Book. Um, if you're looking for, if you're looking for another self-help book uh, that has some action steps of you actually, you know, not like journaling per se, but, actually doing some work outside of just listening yeah. um it's uh, a book that i found very enjoyable um i hope i screw this up by kyle cease um, yeah he was a comedian um i don't know i i found it highly enjoyable it's a, it's a fun read uh, i have a i have a workbook that i'm i'm i need to start I decided uh, recently I need to finally sit down and start that. But it's 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 a it's all about action as you go through it. It's a gotcha. it's a self help book of action. Yeah, so. and I think the biggest I don't know 
the biggest thing is and and you know one of the chapters of the of unfuck yourself was the you know the uncertainty um yeah my yeah we my, gotta go we gotta wrap this up no i know my beautiful bride from no but she just sent she just sent me a text did you forward said, the text she just sent you like, i i want it, it wasn't that dirt no it was just oh. it was a comment and it said it helped me quit my job that book from that i mentioned with kyle cease the i hope i screwed this up oh yeah you know, it helped me quit my job. And can you have her text you dirty stuff so you can forward it to me? <laughs> um, I can, try, I can try, but she, as she didn't the last time that I was with you. Yeah, uh, let me text. I'll text her. Right I'll now. text her. All right, you probably could. Um, she said I'd bring you the book, but I'm I'm naked in bed. Uh, you can bring it anyway, babe. I'll turn off the webcam. <laughs> Your pride sounds like mine, where it's like when you're on this podcast, they couldn't be more interested all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> and they're like, why are you not with me? Like, <laughs> I'm with you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um th this book is great though. There are there, there's a couple of activities in that I hope I screw this up book. I know we're supposed to be talking about the other one. Um, but this I hope I screw this up. We had like our kids do it. And um oh. some some action steps some actual things that we, we had them like hey write this down because like even like the like our kids for because they're kids and because you know uh, the nintendo switch is so engaging and Fortnite and everything else like we we try to talk to them and say like yeah you can be a level 94 Fortnite player or you can be a you know a level 62 on heyday or something um or you could learn to code. Um, or you could, you know, with with apps like Duolingo, you could learn another language. Think of the time that you're spending on these mindless, time-wasting games or, or things that you're... Everything you do and every decision you make, you're saying, this is more important than something else. So any time that... that you know that you spend uh, creating a crow documentary, um, or uh, any time that you spend r reading the Gunslinger book book three for the seventeenth time, and in a row, um, <laughs> you're, you're saying this is more important than everything else that I could be doing. And when you think of when you think of your life as as that. Um, it really kind of gives you that I am willing and what you are not willing to do. And I think that that's kind of, I mean, being able to, to sit down and articulate that, like this podcast is, I think it's a wonderful time. Like I have a wonderful time uh, being a part of it. Is she sending you pictures, Palmer? <laughs> I wish. Oh, no. I just like, you know, I'll light up there. For yeah, a no, like I'm going to start, <laughs> if she's sending you pictures, you better start sending them to me too. Um, she says you have the but, best ones, uh, so you should forward them to me. Oh, he froze. So he's, he's speechless. He's like, he's just go. like, ah! <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> oh no, he did freeze. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I was hoping he, he's he coming back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm signing off. We were hoping like you went to the bedroom. Yeah, well, I just yeah. got a picture that's that's encouraging me too. So, oh, <laughs> when, the, oh. 
when the connection went down, I thought, all right. <laughs> and, and forward to Palmer. <laughs> there is a specific, you can't show that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> So. Shit. No wonder <laughs> he always answers here. like, I'm loving life. <laughs> yeah. Look at this text. Um, oh, Are any final God. words on uh unfuck yourself or anything in general, my good friend? Um oh my gosh. It was um no, it was an absolute pleasure. Um I, I appreciate being in, uh invited on and I know it's an open invitation, but uh I like uh it's nice having something to come on uh know I can contribute or at least uh bring up something that maybe I, else can contribute to. And I am so glad that you came on, if anything, just because this might finally lead to a dark tower, something oh, on record yeah. with dark tower. I think it uh, will. With, uh, I'm very motivated. I'm very oh, man. <laughs> We gotta We got to try to get Stan the Man in on this, too. I like that, too. Uh, That'd be yeah. Uh, just because he went through it, too. And um, I'll talk to... Uh, my other my couple other friends that i got to read the series and see if they might want to come on at some point uh it's uh, in some way just to talk about their their take with the series um yeah well palmer give yeah. us our our uh, signing off sh spiel if you will yeah yeah um so uh make sure that you head over to oh. the Thank, first off, Double D, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yes. You don't have to, you. Oh my like you, you absolutely do not have to thank us for like inviting you on because, like you said, it is an open invitation because you are a cast member of the show. Uh, you can come on this fucking. You could pop in for ten minutes on the next time we record if you Hell wanted yeah. to. Like, even if that's all you had, if you just popped on and you were like, you're like, I'm about to go have sex with my wife. <laughs> F you all action yeah. steps signing off that would be okay you'd be oh, allowed yeah. to do that you know um action steps i'm about to take some action <laughs> yeah action, like i'm gonna show you action uh uh so first off thank you for coming on because i think this was a great conversation and i'm grateful if anything it's going to motivate me to one that um reserve finally does come in i will listen to the book again just to again to use up those pages i love that yeah. quote of using up the pages uh yeah and what's there so thanks for coming on uh if you're listening to this do us a favor head over to our youtube page like we said we're at 91 subscribers right now we're trying to get to that 100 mark to get our unique url so head over to our YouTube page and search long walk, short drink, uh, subscribe there, ring the bell. Uh, if all of our podcasts are recorded, uh, on YouTube via, uh, a live broadcast, and then Dave takes and trims those down into a nice neat adds a little bit and puts them out as our audio version podcast, which you can get on any of your favorite streaming services like Stitcher, iTunes, Apple iTunes, um, uh, podcast any of those um if you want feel free to send us an email at lwsdpod at gmail.com uh you can get it read on the air like john's did is it john is that right yeah, yeah. uh yeah, john did on the air uh thanks for reaching out to us on that and for subscribing of course uh follow us at lwsdpod on twitter 
uh, where you'll get notified of all of the stuff we're talking about. Plus, we like to tease out uh, throughout the weeks in between our recording and our episodes coming out. We like to tease out the stuff that's in the episode. Uh, so if we reference a movie, we might tweet out the trailer. If we reference a book, we might tweet out a link to where you can buy that book. If we tw- uh, talk about a song, we might tweet out the video, etc. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at LWSD pod. And uh, last but not least, if you want to get started on the Dark Tower series, if you want to listen to, uh, if you want to devote the three and a half hours to listen to the author read Unfuck Yourself, uh, if you want to listen to Christine or Cycle of the Werewolf, I think is even on there, uh, head over to audibletrial.com slash LWSD uh, to, and sign up for your free Audible trial where you can get your free audiobook on us. Um, uh, that would be great. Other than that, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Double D, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for uh, pushing through and calling me to wake my ass up. I apologize <laughs> no to worries. both of you so much for falling. That's so fucking unprofessional. I, that's that's, no. that's more unprofessional <laughs> than drinking on the air. <laughs> well, uh, as, well, we did uh, that too. <laughs> what say? Was, it, was that fucking... Oh, back in the WCTV days, Ken Buck probably oh, said that. Yeah, yeah, he said that. He's like he's so he unprofessional. Was a child, though. <laughs> <laughs> child. He's not a child now, so I can call oh, him. That's right. Thanks for this opportunity to talk through the book. And uh cheers, long walkers. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great have Pleasure. a great evening, double D. Go uh have a good time, buddy. Enjoy. Uh, yeah. And on my on my drive into work tomorrow, I'll probably start the uh, I don't know, Dark Tower series. All oh, over again. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to keep plugging through book two. So awesome. All right. Uh, love you guys. Have a great love evening. You too. Right. Love you guys. Yep. Okay. We'll talk to you soon.